the college experience top 10 NBA players and college basketball players of all time on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by mybookie.ag. The UFC is back. International soccer is back. The casino is open 24 seven. Plus they got tons of sports Sims to bet on. Use the promo code SGP to receive up to a thousand dollars deposit bonus. Uh, that's mybookie.ag promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Madden Mayhem. Our Madden Simulation Championship game is Sunday night, and we're doing a $500 Super Bowl squares pool. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash squares. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash squares. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by cushy dreams. Cushy dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. Now shipping legally to all 50 States. If you use the promo code SGP, you get 15% off. That's cushy K U S H Y dreams.com promo code SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Swingin' Dantabase Dant, a.k.a. Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. Yeah, buddy. Woo. And my co-host, the burrito-eating, sideline kiss-stealing, a-wailing and dealing. Give it up for former... Former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, yeah. oh, Muddy Waters getting in, <laughs> getting it in. How are you, pal? Buddy, been a little while since I've been on the mic. I know, man. You know, it's it's uh, back in the feel? saddle. Back in the saddle. You get the top. We're doing our top ten NBA and college players of all time. A compilation. Yeah. If you will, of some previous lists, obviously we went position by position. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say something right now. I'm going to give you guys fair warning before we jump into this. I wasn't very kind to the point guard position on these lists. <laughs> well, you, that's sa- the, you sound like Stern with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah, I guess so. T- t- tell our fans your, uh, your thoughts on that. Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, the MVP has always been a joke in the NBA. Yeah. And I didn't even realize this stat until our guy, uh, 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 a friend of the program, uh, posted, uh, a night. was it 89. I think it was 88, 89. One of those years. Yeah. That the Pistons had the best record in the league. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas led them in scoring assists, steals minutes played. Yeah. Easily their best player. Yeah. And he finished, I think 17th. Yeah. In, in MVP voting and Mark Eaton, who averaged best three points a best game team is like a 99% chance in most years that you're going to be in the top five of voting. Um, that's just a staple. Like Mark Eaton averaged three points a game and he finished 16th. 
<laughs> Mark Eaton, who is half Cro-Magnon. <laughs> He's not even a human being. Dude, tell me that's the, I mean, how horrible of a take yeah. is that? that and yet, th- that's why the NBA is a joke. Right. And Michael Jordan came back in 1995 and played 17 games and finished 11th in MVP voting. <laughs> that's just an absolute joke though. I mean, that award is a joke. I know you went year by year and some of the ones I, I some of the well, names. MVP is a much bigger joke to me than all NBA. I think all NBA, I think they're both probably a little, have a little like credibility issues. Yeah. Um, but MVP is like a complete joke. No, but it, some, some MVP is like all straight. It's a popularity contest. Yeah. Cause you were naming, you went one of the nights you were here and you were naming like some of the ones and I was like, what? Yeah. No like, business. This guy is number three or something. And I'm like, there's no way if they drafted the NBA players, they would be anywhere close to that point. Right. You know what I mean? Like Isaiah Thomas would have been like a top five pick. Right. The, the idea of David Robinson finishing like, well, I guess it's possible to finish if you thought he was that good during like the late nineties, but why would you get a single MVP vote if you're not the best player on your own team? Like, how could you, how could anyone think you're the MVP if you're not, not the best, the most, player, vi- most valuable player on your own team? Right. <laughs> I mean, but the- I guess you have to give second place votes. So, I mean, maybe there's that, but, uh, I'm, I'm defending my guy here a little bit. But I don't care. I mean, Mark Eaton in any, yeah. in any world <laughs> is never better than Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a million. And, and that's only 17 to 16. Like Isaiah Thomas, number 17, Eaton was 16. So yeah. I, I'm sure if I pull up the list, yeah, it's going to make me want to vomit. You know, what's what's funny is we probably, I, I, I can say this about myself, at least I wasn't aware enough of the bad boys. Like I kind of came in right after that really. And, and like kind of gained awareness of what was going on and the, the vibe of the whole thing. Probably don't realize just how much they were hated. Uh, I still think Isaiah Thomas is like one of the best players ever. Yeah. Ever. And I think he doesn't get his due because of the rivalry with Jordan. Yeah. And I think the NBA hated the Pistons. So Isaiah Thomas was unbelievable. Right. Unfucking believable. So Isaiah Thomas, uh, it's tough to like kind of place him, but as far as a point guard that could lead a team to a championship and did twice and was the, I believe the scoring leader on those teams, right? Or was uh, I, I would think so. I mean, he was the easily the best player on the team. If not score, I mean, I, I Dumars think he, was right there. Yeah. And same with some, I think one of the years, I think but maybe I think even, yeah. uh, I think they were pretty similar in terms of their scoring right there. Oh but, yeah. I think it was like, if, if, if he wasn't the scoring leader, it was like a point difference. Yeah. And Zeke, uh, was also, um, I don't know. Dumars was a damn good defender too, but I think that I, I think the the general consensus at the time was that Isaiah Thomas was definitely the best player on that team. The leader of that team. Yeah. And how many other point guards have ever been the leader of their team and a true point guard really, yeah. you know, I mean, magic Johnson was a point guard and he was able to lead a team to a championship. Uh, that's that's but, but he also had some but hall- he could also play center and he was uh, surrounded by hall of fame i was about players. to say with yeah. with when you add in cream and old jabbar james worthy yeah pat riley yeah some uh, nice pieces to work with uh, chuck daly's a good coach too but i would still take riley in that sure. battle and then and then i don't believe that i mean you could say dennis robbins a hall of famer but i uh, i don't believe like his pistons years represent hall of fame numbers to me Dennis Rodman scored over 10 points per game once in his career that's that's a role player you know what i just learned too what's that Apparently when Dennis Rodman would be tipping the ball up over and over and over each one of those counted as a rebound. I don't know that that's true. I have to confirm that, 
but I was watching old highlights. He would tip the shit. He would yeah. tip it like five times. Yeah, I'm like, why is that? Oh, maybe that's his little tactic to like, you know, outwork the opponent when they're both jumping at the same time for the ball. If if that's correct, then he would get like six rebounds a game on tips. I, I can't imagine that to be true. But I have no idea how yeah, they how they. Uh, we'd have to look at that. But uh, but yeah, buddy, I I just feel like, dude, and I saw ESPN really recently released their hundred players. They had Steve Nash better than Isaiah Thomas. And Jason Kidd. Well, when one guy's winning MVP and the other guy's finishing 17th, uh, their, their, their quote unquote writers came up with that. So before we dive into the 10, I know we were talking Isaiah Thomas, which, you know, just infuriates me. And then people that, you know, uh, I'm not going to name names, but thank God this 10 part documentary is over. Right. <laughs> the, the, the worst blow on that was it had to happen during quarantine. I wouldn't have a bigger problem with well, they moved it up. That's what knew. I'm saying. And I'm like, Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but, um, how about this? Some news before we, before we dive into our, our list. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yep. Um, the XFL. Some promising, uh, news. Dare I say, are they not dead in the water? Resilient. There is talk right now that, that, uh, Vince McMahon, um, perhaps is secretly about on the verge of buying the XFL. Yeah. It's about to sit up like the undertaker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cause, cause apparently, you know, it's in a bankruptcy, but it's not in his name. It was in a company's name. So he could potentially buy it at a very low cost and get out of debt and then come Some back. Some chicanery there, by, I mean, there's already been a neg- great businessman. There's already been negotiations or apparently they've called about, Continuing their lease in Houston, St. Louis, and Seattle. Nice. So the XFL might not be dead in the water. Spring football might live on. We had Hal Mummy on recently, the, the former offensive coordinator of the Dallas Renegades, and he was talking about, hey, man, 1.6, 1.7 million people were watching every game. And soccer, there's only, you know, 300,000. They have, a, they have a, a $95 million contract. and they 1.6 million. Yeah. And 300,000. If that tells you that the product is sustainable, if, if the MLS has been around for what? And they have like 30 teams, 27 years yeah. now or something. They have 30 teams now too. Yeah. MLS. Yeah. That's a sustainable thing. You get 1.6 million viewers. If, if the XFL can do even a million on a weekly basis, you would think that's a product that can work. Granted, they're getting much better TV slots than, uh, the but, MLS but does. they should, because if they have that many more views, that's true. People are going to tune in anyway. Um, well. I wanted to talk about, um, yeah. So, so the XFL, not necessarily dead in the water. There's hope Patty C. And I, I'm excited for that. Fingers crossed. And it just seems like we're going to have sports for something like I'm, I'm seeing more and more places open up. Yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but are we actually going to have college football on time? Buddy, don't jinx it. Knock on wood. I think the NFL is definitely happily on time, right? Yeah, you would think so. You would think so. College is a little more confusing. It seems like once anyone was like, uh, hey, this is lifted and it hasn't gotten worse, you know, everyone's yeah. like, ah, fuck it, it's over. You know, now we're just waiting for like, you know, we set a, a date to get back on. What is it, July 1st? Is it That's LA what I County? heard. I, I, but we'll see if they, no, yeah. I think California will be one of the last. But, right. Um, there's, there's reason to be positive. Even Gavin, Gavin Newsom said the pro sports. Isn't that funny? Me and me and uh, Sean were talking about that. Like uh, they, they, these people seem like they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And probably that's the case. Yeah. But I think also when the money was getting like, so when Arizona opened back up 
and all these other, and they said, yeah, we're here for pro sports. The thought of losing all that money, California then like, oh no, no, yeah, we're we're gonna be open to pro right. sports. They, they got a glimpse of what the financial impact would be, and they're like, yeah, you know what, coronavirus not that yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do something. Right. Uh, so hopefully we get all, you know, get get. Dude, we we could have a ridiculous. You know, you realize we could have a really crazy fall. If imagine, if in September, yeah, we have college basketball. I'm not college basketball, college football, the NFL, yeah, the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, and Major League Baseball going on. <laughs> uh, man, with the NBA playoffs dragging to September, I think. I mean, if not late August, you're still going to be battling NFL preseason. Yeah, college football starts oh, like August 25th. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, the- they're going to struggle. I think though, NHL too. Well, early on, yeah. I mean, Major League Baseball is going to get killed by this, probably, right? Well, Major League Baseball, you got to figure it's just going to push their season a little further, right? But then, if you're in a cold climate, yeah, you can't really play baseball in November. They need to. They they have to make the most adjustments. I think they have to like literally say, "Hey, we cannot have a 162 game season." Yeah, yeah. We have to get into the playoffs the same point we get into the playoffs normally, because yeah, by October. Uh, Dude, I remember when the Cubs were playing. It was like fucking like they're in the World Series, and it's like 10 degrees. Yeah. You you can't go much further into the season yeah. when you have teams in New York, yeah. DC, Lake Michigan, Pittsburgh, <laughs> right. Cincinnati, Cleveland, yeah. ch- to Chicago. You know what I mean? Like there, there's how many teams could the Florida teams? Mm-hmm. They better rig the fuck out of it then. Well, pull what the they stern. could do is yeah, just play all the games down in the South, make it like college football. Put the postseason in the South. Oh, it's filthy. <laughs> Although there's not quite the home field advantage in baseball, I don't think. Yeah, but I, I don't believe baseball has a, a true home field advantage, really. Yeah. But gonna be interesting to see how that all shakes out. And uh and 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 before we, we get into these top ten, I do want to talk about a uh, little top ten recruiting. Buddy. Tennessee and North Carolina are 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 fucking loading up. Yeah. Um Minnesota and Iowa currently top ten. Mm-hmm. And and just on the outside of the top ten is Maryland. Brand new faces all over the place. And surprisingly, now they're they're not top twenty, I don't think. But doing a good recruiting job is the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. You know what the funny thing about all of this is? What's that? I don't think it's going to be a blip on the radar. I think each of these programs, as long as they're able to like translate, Maryland's the question mark to me. Yeah, they might not be able to translate that recruiting success onto the field just because the coaching record suggests that they won't be able to, but Mac Brown has won and won big pretty much everywhere he's gone. Yeah. So you can expect him to, especially if he's getting the recruits, duplicate that at North Carolina, uh, Shiano, same thing. And he's fucking locking down, uh, N- New Jersey, yeah. a very talented state that had otherwise been, a uh, you know, Get, yeah. Free Haven yeah, exactly. for, for everybody uh, free for all. Yeah. For yeah. Uh, recruiting, he's going to put the fence around it. Um, that's going to change things in New Jersey considerably. Uh, Tennessee, they've always been good at recruiting, but now they have a saving guy that hopefully can instill a little, I mean, I'm not a huge Tennessee fan, so, but, but my, my if problem you are, is like, then my, yeah, I, I, I don't like Tennessee mainly because just the way they, they've treated some, like even the way they treated Fulmer to the way that they treated they you know, their, their athletic director who, and then Mike Leach and Shiano. Yeah. So like, to me, they deserve some, some horrible some years, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I do think it's going to be good that, that I would love to see the sec East, right? Dude, I would like to see Tennessee get good back in the nineties. 
I feel like the SEC East was better than the SEC West. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So I would love to see the, the tide turn. It's easy to we'll see, see a, a tide, tide turn, turn, Patty C. <laughs> there you go. And North Carolina, Tennessee, I would love to see you guys do a home and home. Minnesota? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man, Carolina and Tennessee is a fucking... The, You're right there. You want to talk about a clash of colors on the football field. Yeah. Just bright yeah. blue and fucking do a home and home because you're both coming what up. Is, you're what right is that there. Orange. Let me look up their official shade of orange. Um, but the, but it needs to happen, man. Tennessee also stop being little bitches and schedule uh, Memphis. All right. Yeah. Come on. North Carolina at least played App State and East Carolina. I feel like they, they they do a decent job. They lost to App State last year. Um. Who did? North Carolina. They lost to App State. That's right. Yeah, these teams, they don't want it. They don't want the heat. Um, uh, Tennessee orange is actually the name of the color. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, now you were saying Minnesota. Now, I think this is the one that I circle the most. Minnesota. Yeah. Because look, North Carolina and Tennessee, we knew that if they ever could, like they, they, they should be talented. Well, they're in the South. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to, yeah, get talent. Yeah. North Carolina is a good recruiting state. You're right on the coast of Virginia. Yeah. Right next yeah. to... Uh, South or yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. Tons of talent. Even there. Tennessee and Georgia, Kentucky, not yeah. far away, touching you. Exactly. Um, so plenty s- of talent to be had in that section. Of now the, the Gophers. There's not quite as much talent up there, but uh, they have the number seven recruiting class in the nation right now. They are doing it. They're or ahead maybe. of Michigan and Notre Dame. Uh, that's incredible. And Fleck. Fleck seems like Row that no, boat, man. But Fleck hasn't taken a step back in his entire career is the crazy thing. He's only gotten better is, every th- fucking see, year. See, here's career. one more look. No. I, I'm, a, I'm I feel comfortable saying like, I look at the top four, five, te- four or five teams. It's Ohio state at one Tennessee at two North Carolina at three Clemson at four USC at five. I feel pretty s- solid about them paying their players. Yeah. I don't know that Minnesota can. Yeah. I don't think they have a rich enough history yeah. where boosters will be like, Hey, yeah. So when you get to the other part of like oh, Florida's at six, I wouldn't surprise me if they're paying, but then you get dude, Florida is 100% yeah. paying. Their but then, but then you get the seven and eight, which is Minnesota and Iowa. And I'm somewhat of a skeptic of them being able to pay their players. Maybe yeah. Iowa, maybe Iowa. It, it, those are the ones that you would be surprised. Like you'll never really be surprised if like it's happening everywhere. You know, just because that's the nature of the yeah. game. Like even like for basketball. But, but even when we had Leach on, I was surprised because Leach, when I asked him that question, he goes, "It's not as many as you think, man." Really? He was like, "It's probably a handful, ten, huh. or ten to twelve teams." Really? Yeah. That surprises me a little bit. But maybe he's just saying that. I mean, I don't know. Like, let me say this much. I'm coming out here. Uh, yeah. This is a scandalous story. When I was in high school, right? Yeah. I w- I wanted the black cleats, right? That was my look. Yeah. My coach. Wanted me to wear white cleats. I said no, and I don't have the money to go buy an extra pair of white cleats right now. Right? Gave me seventy-five bucks. Right? I went and bought the white cleats. Right? There's my scandal story. Oh man, right? it's coming out now. Okay. First burritos now. now Tell so- me, did you pay for that burrito, or who paid for that burrito? I think I am still paying for that burrito with uh, student <laughs> loan bills. Um, but, uh, I think I've paid for that burrito about six hundred <laughs> times off of student debt. But um. But those cleats, those beautiful white cleats, Nikes, yeah. you know, you know, I, I took money. I took money. I'm not. Uh, and so yeah, I can't yeah. really ever fucking judge these guys. Take money. Now, granted. No, I, I'm just the same as everyone else. A, a, any of these guys. So 
Um, well, my first thought is like, how is Minnesota doing it? But I believe Fleck actually probably could be a really good recruiter, but I just don't know that they would have boosters that would be like, Hey, here's a bag of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Whereas like I sit there and look at Ohio state. I'm like, yes, they would definitely do that. Tennessee absolutely would fucking do that. North Carolina. Absolutely. Uh, they've done it. Clemson. I've already reported this and, and, and that through the church, I feel like a lot, I mean, that's the scuttlebutt. Yeah. We, uh, nothing is reli- fact, but reliable yeah. sources. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when they have a, an assistant coach on a wiretap in yeah. the basketball program saying that the football team basically does that. Right. Um, doesn't get a whole U- lot. USC, reliable. you know, their history. Yeah. <laughs> I would say they're probably definitely yeah. doing it. Whether it's uh, their football players or even basketball, Harold minor or, or, or their yeah. celebrity uh, yeah, daughters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scumbagging it up. Florida definitely would scumbag it up. And then you have Minnesota and Iowa. And then trailing after that is Notre Dame and Michigan. Now I wonder where Michigan, where, where Minnesota will fall by the end of this. They're all going to drop off into like the late, uh, low teens, um, at best you would think. Cause Bama will step it up. Bama will step it up. Georgia will recruit three guys and be in front of them. LSU probably. Yeah. All Texas guys. though is not on here in a recent signing. I mean, a recent signing and in, in, in last second decision to not go to Texas. And he said, I think I even have a photo of it. Let me, uh, he even is quoted as saying that, uh, with their four and five star recruits lately, they have they have been so bad at developing de- developing them to the uh, to the NFL. Okay, this is his quote. Uh, in the past five years, they've only sent fifteen percent of their four and five star recruits to the NFL draft. Texas, yeah, good lord. So that's why he flipped and did not go to Texas. Five star recruits. There's I want to say thirty or thirty two a year. I think what I read the like idea or the criteria of a five-star recruit by some of these recruiting services is this guy is someone we project to be a first round pick. Like, so if you're projected at a high school to be a first round pick and you're only getting drafted period at 15% of the time, then that is absolute dog shit player. It's got to come at Charlie strong and, uh, and Tom Herman a little bit there. That's Herman's true. in year four. Yeah. It's a huge year for him. Absolutely huge year for him. Row the boat, Patty C. I will say there are a million four-star recruits, though. So not a million, but quite a few. So um, a little harder to get those guys drafted. Uh, we had Bud Foster on the program. That was awesome. I was glad to have Bud Foster on. It was great hearing his. You see is what he said about the triple option. One of the hardest things. And to I defend. was trying to get that question in. It just didn't work out. We had you know three people asking questions, but I wanted to say why do more teams not go to the triple option than knowing that the best defensive coordinator or arguably the best defensive coordinator of the past thirty years in college football is saying it was the hardest for him. Yeah. It's because of the sexy. They went oh a passing offense. Yeah, the football has changed, but in reality, Paul Johnson took his team to the Orange Bowl. Yeah. You see Georgia Southern still runs it. They go to a bowl game almost every year. Yeah. You see Navy and army have success with it. Tulane has had a uh, messed around with some hybrid action and, and made some bowl games on it. Yeah. Uh, why are, why, if, if you're in addition if to you're that, Vanderbilt or Arizona, why are you not doing this? Right. You see army take the chance. It works out for them. Okay. Air force won 10 games last year. Yeah. If you're seeing that, I just wonder why, like if you, who's, who's been New Mexico state has been horrible for the past 10 years. Yeah. Maybe 20 years. Why not just go to the triple option? Yeah. Put yourself in position just on system games. alone. Make bowl games. You get revenue. Yeah. 
Yeah. Being a, having a sexing offense and going two and 10 cannot be more appealing than having the triple option and going seven and five and, and let alone the chance that you might be able, like Georgia Southern was, was running the triple option FCS and beat Florida without throwing a pass in the swamp. That's amazing. Or not completing a pass. I think they threw a pass, but yeah. they never completed a pass the whole game. Well, fucking Paul Johnson against uh, uh, Brian Van Gorder at Louis was it Louisville? Yeah, he ran the ball uh, <laughs> so sixty-five get, like, times yards almost. Yeah, they had three passes and sixty-five runs. Do you know how much they just he pissed on Brian Van Gorder there? Yeah, he's still hurting from that. Right. He's still hurting from that, and and we saw it with uh, Georgia Southern also took. Uh, Georgia into overtime one year. They didn't win the game, but they 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 took them into overtime. You saw it with the Citadel and Bama and yeah. Army in the Bama Army in Alabama. Didn't we didn't we pull up some stat a, a year or so ago that Bama uh, Bama's defense against the triple option has been that's their vulnerability. Right. Here's another thing: yeah. is the last time a big time program really ran this, they went won three national championships in four years. Nebraska, Nebraska. Yeah. So like. If you if me if you're a huge time program like Alabama or Clemson is right now Florida State okay I get it maybe you want to run the sexy thing you think you can still win a championship running that but if you're what the next step down Auburn maybe 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 even Auburn can win without having to go to that but if you're Tennessee yeah why the fuck aren't you running the triple option and like you yeah. know giving, been, I mean uh, the the no brainers to me like Vanderbilt or like Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Make yourself at least competitive. Oh, and you're going to be a thorn in their side every fucking year. Yeah. Or even like, you know, per conference, if you're Arizona. If, yeah, you're, if that's all your hope is in the first place is to be a thorn in someone's side, why not be good at it? <laughs> yeah, know? and then you might surprise yourself. Because if you get really good, you can beat everybody. Yeah. We saw it with Nebraska. Yeah. That was not that long ago. Okay. Enough of that football talk, even though it's coming, man, we're going to, and, and, and we're going to start doing win totals. Cause I got a feeling the season is coming, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to fuck you up on picks. I miss picking games every day, <laughs> college basketball wise and college yeah. football doing our locks. Uh-huh. I fucking really miss that. So with that said though, let's get to our top 10. But before we get to our top 10, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by, well, my we, you know, whether you're down on your luck or just down because you're stuck, Patty C. Find relief with my bookie. There's never a quarantine on fun. <laughs> Earnings from MMA and simulated sports not coming in quick enough. I get it. Try your hand at the my bookie casino with instant access to hundreds of classic slots and table games. New blackjack tournaments starting every week, uh, offering opportunities to enter free and score a portion of the huge jackpots. Jackpots. Jack Pats, I said. <clears throat> stay safe, stay sane, all from the comfort of your own home. Sign up right now. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP, and they'll match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you put a hundred dollars down, they'll spot you fifty. So you're basically getting free money to play with just for supporting the show. With mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid with mybookie.ag. Nice. Hey, do it, buddy. Shredding it. Um, I got some guests coming on, man, that I'm really excited about. Who do we got? I don't want to, I don't want to, don't want to reveal too it's early. It's gotta be surprises, man. And okay. what happens if they back out? Then I That's look like true. a schmuck. Then you look like an asshole. But we've been doing it. You're rolling, buddy. Dude. And, and I'm telling you, we're going to get it set up, but we're going to have them calling in on the college experience too. Damn right. It's happening. Damn right. Dude, Ev- we get- evolution. That's right. We're coming. 
That's We're right. We're fucking coming. That is a hundred percent right. Uh, okay, college basketball top ten greatest players ever. This is much harder than the NBA. Even all this, you know, a lot of speculation has came out. You know, I feel like everyone's been talking about. You know, Paul Pierce recently said he didn't have LeBron in his top five players all time. Uh, Paul Pierce said that. Yeah, it's fucking absurd. I can just tell you what he said. Is that your opinion? No, it's okay. not my opinion, okay. but. Um, but I, uh, everyone's got it. Opinions yeah. are like assholes. Everyone's got one. Exactly. You normally stink. I, I wonder if that's a personal vendetta against uh, uh, him on the basketball court. Maybe they hated each other. Probably. Or... I like that. I like little rivalry. That's like yeah. Isaiah Thomas and Jordan there. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan, you know, getting, ca- think... getting caught in some lies. Horace Grant calling him out. Scotty Pippen. Apparently not, not too pleased. Even the pizza man in uh, Salt Lake city says that story was bullshit. I didn't have no five guys there. <laughs> so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. There you go. Take it with, the, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. All right. <laughs> uh, your number 10 college basketball player of all time. Patty C. Uh, well, this list was a little easier in some ways because it's a compilation, but especially when you get into the best college basketball players, they're such a short, like, De- Once again, this is during our lifetime. Yeah. Not ever. During our lifetime, so criminal means- Jabbar is not in there, even though he probably should. Yeah. And Larry bird too. Yeah. Dude, we looked at their stats <laughs> in college. Holy shit. Um, let me pull up Larry birds, uh, college stats. Yeah, just felt when you take a mid major, like Indiana state to the national, national championship, championship, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's doing it right there. Larry bird over three years. This is including his freshman year. Uh, his three-year averages were 30.3 points per game and 13.3 rebounds per game. <laughs> 4.6 assists, 2.6 steals. What a fucking machine. Do, why are there? Do me this. Do me this favor right here. Yeah. Because in that same conference in Missouri Valley, this is later in the 80s. Look mm-hmm. up Hersey Hawkins at Bradley. Was he killing it? I'm telling you, he was pretty filthy. Hersey Hawkins, 85 through 88. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> By his senior year, <laughs> telling you, he man. went four, 15, 19, 27, and 36 points per game his senior year. 36 that might be the highest, game. like ever. Bro, Jeez. that is absolutely filthy. And he came right into the league and was decent. Good for Scoring. 24 yeah. and seven over the course of his uh, four year. It's but, not bird, but but it's pretty damn good. That senior, that junior year, he came out as a junior. Uh, no, four years. Okay. So then that senior year, he really was nasty. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar real quick. Now I don't think they have quite the, uh, they don't have assist steals block stats, but just on points and, uh, and rebounds over a three year period was good for 26 and 16. Jeez. And the fact he won the, the championship, I feel like every year. Yeah. I thought he was there for four years. I guess he was there only three, three and done for Kareem. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably not an idiot. He's probably like, I'm the first pick. Yeah. Even back then people probably, there's more money than I'm getting here in college. Uh, okay. So your top 10 college basketball players ever. And then we'll get the NBA. Let's just crank through these 10 because I know we're really going to argue in, in, in on the next stage in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. My, your number 10, please. Uh, sorry. <laughs> this is how this works. I say <laughs> you tell me your number 10 yeah. and then you say, it. Yes. okay, <laughs> working on this. <laughs> it's easy to see a tide turn. All right. My number 10 is Don yell Marshall. 
1992 to 1994. Look, I got a lot of UConn players on my list. Yeah. Uh, they have had a great, great lineage of players. Uh, 25 and nine his senior year. Um, all all American, great player. Look, but it didn't win the national championship. But for uh, for some reason, I thought they went pretty deep though, didn't they? I'm sure they did. God, those teams were nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Danielle, he's on my list. He right. is not my number ten. A little higher, huh? So uh, I will go with my number ten is a guy by the name of Mateen Cleaves. Nice. Michigan State won a national championship. Was a great defensive guard for them. Floor general. I personally didn't really care for that team, but there's the result, the final result and the performance speaks for itself. Mateen Cleaves coming in at my number 10 spot played in the NBA. Some with I believe the Sacramento Kings, maybe the Detroit Pistons. I believe Cleaves was a good player and he was a, uh, he's tough. He's a true point leading his team to natties. Did they, they only got one with I him. Think they only got one, they might, but they might've played for two. They wait, they beat Florida. And then I th- did they win two back to back? God, I'm I'm disorganized here. I'm I'm changing my list last second. I'm looking at it. I don't like it. Well, that that I you're not gonna like it even more when I shit on it in about <laughs> in about uh, twenty minutes here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, Mateen Cleves, great player. My number nine. Yeah, Allen One Iverson. Uh, mm. He didn't make my list because of how how young he was. Or yeah. Like how his short time in college, two yeah. years, right? Only two years, but was that he was nasty. 23 points per game over those, that two year period, uh, lit it up 3.2 steals. Um, mm. that's a defensive stalwart and an offensive beast, man. Oh. Talk about a great 30 for 30. You seen that one? The Iverson one. Yeah. I think I did. No crossover. Yeah. And it was, there, yeah. it was a big fight too. When he was yeah. in high school, he got in trouble with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I remember watching. I should tune back in and check that out. Yeah. Stay sharp. You know what I mean? There you gotta you stay go. sharp, buddy. There you go. It's it's relative for us. Yeah, exactly. For for arguing sake. All right, we're about as sharp as a fucking bowling ball. I like to talk shit to you. Cause you've got these dumbass opinions. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. My number nine is a guy by the name of uh Chris Paul. Nice. He beat out Jalen Rose on this for me. And mainly because Jalen Rose was surrounded by more talent. Yeah. So even Jalen Rose was like arguably the number three dude on his team for his first two years in school. Even though he was filthy. I think it might, I think he's better be number two than you think he's better than Howard in college. I think so. Maybe Maybe. it's tough. That's a fucking tough. Yeah. That's a tough comparison. Um, but, uh, so, so Jalen was my number 11, by the way. Um, Chris Paul though was the ultimate point guard college. Um, uh, now I will say Rose had more success, obviously, but when you're on that team, I think anyone would have had success. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Chris Paul, you're talking about um, Wake Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Chris Paul, again. When made, is Wake Forest going to come back? Yeah. Well, they just fired your boy. Yeah, so. they brought in the East Tennessee State coach, which I think is a good hire. I'm struggling to remember his name right now, but. Um, it's been a while, man. Chris Paul, I didn't have him on my list. I feel kind of stupid now. Well, look, you got. I told you when, you when you go up against me, you're gonna feel stupid. Well, you can't. Uh, you can't not. You know, feel stupid. Let me explain when up. you when you when you when you think the the elephant in the room with. Uh, and I don't think our listeners want to hear any more of it. 
but the Robinson thing. Oh my God. Okay. We, I, we can go down, we can break out the fucking stats and you can take your stupid anecdotal fucking examples and, and shove them straight up your ass because <laughs> no one wants to fucking hear them. I don't care how I many think the world wants dream to shakes I, you've watched, right? The, the numbers might, don't lie. I might put them up on the interwebs. Yeah. You've been doing that. Please. No, no, no. I haven't been putting my clips. Refrain. I haven't put my clips. Biased fucking clips. You cherry pick. I was never a rocket fan. Pick. That's what's hilarious. It's like Sean thinks I was, um, I was like a big LA guy. I mean, sure. When I watched the tape, yeah. but I was never like back in the day, like, fuck yeah. John Elway's playing. No, no, it was my guy. Yeah. yeah. I actually kind of hated the Broncos. I, I, yeah, I was indifferent toward the Broncos. Um, they were always, that's how I, I know that I'm being honest. Yeah. It, it, it's not like Larry Johnson or something where I'd be like, Oh, he's the best power forward. Ever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. John Elway. When you look back, it's kind of right there on film for you to see. Yeah. And that's the same way I feel about Elijah one. Same, same way I feel about certain, certain other arguments we've had. Sure. I don't feel that way about Elijah one, but, but you're, but I you, understand what you're trying well, to say. And, and you're involving your favorite player. I am involving my favorite player. So, so. so that means the audience should just take it a big, you can take it with a grain of salt. Grain of salt that's fine. Although, like I said, when we looked at, uh, we're, we're 15 minutes in, or we're a half hour in front of where we should be. Let's continue okay, our list. Okay. Here. Uh, uh, it's on you. All right. Uh, number eight. <laughs> Is a guy from Marquette who had a fucking great tournament run. Dwayne. Dwayne Wade. Wade. Um, Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, only two years. It hurts him a little bit, but um, in terms of really standing out in a tournament run, uh, Dwayne Wade, one of the more memorable postseason players in yeah, college basketball. Recent four. college That's basketball history. One. Marquette, Final Four. Yeah. Um, okay. He didn't make my list. Probably should. So we have both. Uh, uh, you know, you're uh, an idiot too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know who I'd put him over, but I think he deserves to be in the conversation. There you go. Well, I put him in there. So thank, thank me. Uh, my number eight is Daniel Marshall. Little high, <laughs> little high. I, I agree. Cause especially cause he treated me like shit in Vegas. Um, <laughs> uh, I should probably remove his name and put Dwayne Wade just for, just for my own ego. Just for personal yeah. uh, reasons. Um, but Danielle was the man at UConn. He had great stats, great career and, uh, was a solid pro too. So Danielle Marshall at my number eight spot at number seven, Patty C. There we go. Here is the only point guard. On you ready list. for this reveal on either of my lists? It's okay because I only had two in mind. Okay, on both combined. No, on, on college. College. Okay. What? Um, You're a hater, though. I kind of am. Uh, Jay Williams, um, Duke point guard, obviously um, national champion. Jay Williams. Um, look, the guy was the best te- player on an absolutely loaded team. Although Elton Brand, you could make the argument was. I think Williams, oh, but it's close. It yeah. is very close. Uh, as a true point over a three-year period, averaged 19.3 points per game at Duke, uh, including 21 both his uh, sophomore and junior seasons. Dude was a fucking machine. Yeah, he was. He was. He didn't make my list because he was only two years, right? Three. Oh, shit. Maybe he should. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because uh, it, we'll see when I have all these other so players. So you're hating on the point guards. No, I have two on my list. All right. Let's hear them. Well, at least give us number seven. I've already gave you two. Uh, Mateen Cleaves and Chris Paul. Okay. 
Uh, at number seven to me is, is, a, is an absolute stud. And his name is uh, Corliss Williamson. Uh, I have, Not on my list. He, well, he, won, he won a national championship as the best player on his team and went to another one as the best player on his team. So I think he's got to be on there. That's a strong <laughs> argument for a very strong man. Talk about me. Yeah. No, something like that. I agree. Corliss Williamson, what an <laughs> idiot. Corliss. Won a championship with the Pistons too. Who is his pro game? Remind you of? I mean, that's tough because he was Anthony Mason. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit. Mason was a better ball handler, but uh, Williamson just a muscle, undersized to be a four. Yeah, uh, not not quick enough to be a true three. Yeah, so just kind of in no man's land, but still efficient. Right. So you'd have to keep him. That's there. good enough. That's exactly like Larry Johnson. That's uh, you can win. Wow, he was a lot better than Carlos Williams. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. but with that body type, yeah, you can win a national championship and be a fucking dominator, an absolute dominator at the college level. When you get to the pros, when you get to that tweener stage, it becomes harder. But yeah. in today's game, Larry Johnson. May have been a lot better. Than yeah, better. I don't think Williamson was ever on that level though. I think Williamson, Williamson even in today's not close NBA. to Larry yeah, Johnson yeah. level, but. Um, and I like Corliss, so I got Corliss in there. I got the Razorbacks, Nolan Richardson representing. There you go. He got game. He was in there. Uh, Corliss Williamson or uh, Nolan no. Richardson? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, number six. Yeah, go fire shoot. Here's here's a little uh, change of Maru that I made. Junior Burrow made it your top ten. <laughs> right? Yeah. I realized that my shooting guard list was incorrect and that yours was right. So that's the the only time you hear that, folks. Are you hearing it? <laughs> Only time this entire episode you're going to hear me give Colby any credit. No, no, no. I think you're going to give me credit on, on a guy in Salt Lake City. Some, some research you've done. We're going we're gonna to hear about some of Colby's film study uh, here shortly. But um, look, I'm dropping him a little bit. This is my former number one shooting guard, Richard Hamilton. At mm. uh, a UConn. Stud. Stud. 20 points, 21 points per game for a couple years there. Uh, did they win a natty with him? Yeah, they won a natty. I think that he may have the, been. He hit the game winner on like a rebound. Remember they were playing. Uh, oh, that's right. I mean, I don't think that, that was, was the conference tournament. Yeah. Uh, conference. No, 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 no. I think it was in the NCAA tournament against Washington. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Washington had McCullough, Todd McCullough, another, another plumber apparently. <laughs> right. That they say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that was, what number was that? Number six? That was my number six. Yeah. Rip Hamilton. So my number six, I'm going to take you to good old Salt Lake city. Yeah. Keith Van Horn. Wow. Absolute stud hit a lot of game winners for his team. The fact that there was any argument whatsoever and any question about, and let me be clear here. It wasn't quite like a, a Rogers versus uh, Alex Smith level of like who, or like a Ryan leaf Peyton Manning, who the fuck are we going to take number one here? Yeah. But Keith Van Horn got consideration for the number one pick over Tim Duncan. That I that's think outrageous is media bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his skin color might've had something to do. with I that. think every general manager yeah. in the league would have taken anyone Duncan. who watched basketball. Maybe, maybe one team like the bullets might've <laughs> fucked that up. Right. I yeah. could see them fucking that up. Yeah. Like where we already have a power forward. You'd have Susan O'Malley in the office, but like judging by our uh, right. stats here, 
the white person is our average fan in the DC area, <laughs> so therefore we should draft a white He'll player sell instead of more the best basketball player. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, yeah, Van Horn was nasty, man. Yeah. He was really nasty in college. He was a good pro too. Yeah, yeah, so. had some good years. Underrated career. Yeah, hovered around twenty points per game for a while there. Yeah, Dallas and New Jersey for a long time, score, if man. I'm not mistaken. Let me look up uh, Keith Van Horn's pro stats real quick, but. To say that uh, he was a bust is certainly well, especially for NBA top ten. There's but there's so many bad busts like Kwame Brown and stuff. Yeah, he um, is definitely not a bust. Over over his fuck uh, first one two three four five six seven years in the career uh, of his career, he was good for seventeen point five and seven point four in the NBA. Yeah, it's a good player. Yeah, it's not a bust. You take that almost every time. Yeah, exactly. But. Get to your number, get to your number five, get to this nonsense, get it over with. Well, here's where I give you the love, buddy. He's over here dropping shit left and right. I don't even know what's going on with him. Uh, I made the switcheroo based on your, uh, your point. My expertise. Your expertise there, so to speak. Ray Allen was in fact the better college basketball player than Rip Hamilton, even though I don't believe Ray Allen got a national championship. So that has to count for something, but all that to say, the pro careers of the two really kind of shined even a little more light on who the better player was. So that may be unfair for me to do. I was watching some tape too. Yeah. Of young Ray Allen mm-hmm. in the, on the Milwaukee bucks. Yeah. And I'm going to say he's a lot better than Reggie Miller in the NBA. Yeah. I really believe he was. Did we have, uh, I think Mil- we both did had Miller over Allen. I think we did. Man, we may have to go. Uh, you know, the first time around, you're going to make some well, mistakes. Well, the, no, here's the bad part about doing this is that you re- you like Ray Allen was a very good player late in his career, but he was a complete different player than early in his career. Yeah. Early in his career, he was like a, he could post up and dunk and, and like yeah. very more explosive. He'd become a soft kind of player by the end. Yeah, of he was late in his career. So you always remember the last part of these players. Yeah. It's almost like Bo Jackson. You wonder, there's the argument of like, well, how good could he be? But also we never get to see him age. Yeah. And I'll be real honest, like when I look back and try to analyze Shaq and Olajuwon and Robinson, I remember Shaq kicking the shit out of their asses late after way after their prime and in the middle of Shaq's prime. And so that's where a lot of that like idea comes from. So when I go back and I actually say who in their prime was the better player, it becomes much harder for me to um, judge that. Well, Shaq's not even in the conversation. Okay. But I mean, um, well, we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, my number five is, is I'm going to take you to Lexington. Jamal Mashburn. Mm-hmm. Guy was electric, uh, solid pro. Um, but just in college, I feel like he was as good as. I probably should have put him on my list. I, I was looking at his name. I don't know why he's not on my list, but he was great. I guess his uh, lackluster pro career again. But kind of won a natty, right? Or unfairly, got to the natty. Uh, two-time All-American. Uh he was a good pro. No, one time all American. Sorry. Uh, good for 21 points on consecutive 21 and eight his uh, junior year. Pretty damn good. He was nasty. Yeah. He was like, uh, as far as small forwards go projecting to be, I mean, he, he kind of projected to have a similar uh, career path as like a grant Hill. Yeah. You know, it didn't work out that way in the pros, but that's what we were looking at coming out of college for him. Yeah. Yeah. A little disappointing there. What happened with Jamal? Just no, he's still, he had some good years in Charlotte and 
in Miami, you know, uh, Pat Riley's not necessarily the best offensive coach at that point. And yeah. I feel like, you know, he kind of suffered a little bit in Miami, but he did start out hot, man. His first three years, he averaged 19, 24 and 23. And then bam, those, those, in Dallas, right? Uh, yeah. And those Dallas. teams are horrible. Though. Yeah. Then. Yeah, exactly. They were fucking the worst yeah, team in the league, yeah. but then, uh, 90, his fourth year, it drops considerably down to 12, but man, late in his career, he picked it back up to 20. He actually had a decent career. Yeah. I think I'm sleeping on I think Jamal. You I think you are 19.1 career average scoring. Now get down to uh number uh, four for you. My number four is a guy that personally, again, just made a big impact on me watching him at the time. Um, and so whether, he deserves this position or not. He certainly was one of the more memorable players in college basketball history. That's Antoine Jameson. Um, Didn't make my top 10, but was right on the outside. Yeah. Good for uh, 22 and 11, his uh, junior year, really a dominant force and playing on North Carolina at that time, probably got him a lot of headlines too, that as a young teen, I was influenced by. So yeah, my, my number four, I'm going to take you to Winston Salem. Yeah. And I got, this is my second Wake Forest player in my top 10, Timmy Duncan. He's your number four. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because he was nasty in college. Yeah. He's higher than that for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think they're all, at this point, my four are interchangeable. Okay. Yeah. For the most part. Gotcha. Timmy Duncan never got to a final four or something, so. That's true. Tim Duncan. I just knew when I was watching Tim Duncan in college, I was like, He's going to have a career like Shaq or Robinson or fucking Elijah one. He's going to fucking. Yeah. We, it's going it, to happen. It was a solid bet. Yeah. Um, so that leaves you with your number three, buddy. Number three is Juan Grant Hill. He drinks Sprite. He, uh, he had a great career. His scoring never exploded in college, but but the, all those final four years, yeah, all those final four years, two-time national champion. Um, he had some good scoring years, but didn't know three final fours in four years. I think so. That's filthy. Yeah, that's uh, that is absolutely filthy. My number three is a guy by the name of Raymond Allen. Ray Allen. Nice. I think Ray Allen was as good as it got in college basketball. Um, and obviously UConn was filthy. He got game and he got game. J dot shuttles. J dot shuttles, buddy. Who was it? Carmen Electra in that scene. And then the, was it one? I, the- I haven't watched this film in 20 years. I think you did this on a previous episode where you asked me about this, buddy. You don't, do you remember the scene? No, not, I mean, vaguely, but I don't Buddy, I will go back and watch that scene. Once a week, just <laughs> someone's jerking off to this. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, um, Ray Allen is my number three. Um, so what I imagine Pat jerking off to, it's like David Robinson highlights. And then he got game. <laughs> yeah, not so far, but it's not Carmen Electra. It's Nolan Richardson. Right. He's like, yeah. Once Nolan, Nolan Richardson he says he got game. I go, Ugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my number three is Ray Allen. Um, he was nasty. The irony, all these Jordan jockers out there, that's probably what's actually happening with them. That's what it seems like is happening yeah, with them. It does seem the, like the, that. the level of Jordan, uh, knob slobbing going on right now is unbelievable. Yeah. That like what you're seeing right now is close to what it was like in the nineties, about the same, you know, where it's just Jordan, 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 Jordan's God, you know, Jordan's yeah. fucking I don't know. People were praising Ahmad Rashad the other day, and I was like, Ugh. 
Why were they praising Amon Rashad for for jacking Jordan? Yeah, that's all he ever did was jack I know, Jordan. I know. Costas too, man. Yeah, they're like dweebs. I think Costas is one of the most annoying. Those are pencil dick yeah. reporters. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, get to your number two, buddy. My number two is a guy that obviously had one of the biggest impacts in. Uh, not only culturally in college basketball, but obviously uh, from a basketball standpoint as well. That is one Chris Weber of the Fabulous Five. Um, look, he called timeout. He <laughs> he, he did uh, he did fuck out there. He he did have some big choke moments. You almost feel bad for them, but when you when you think about the Fab Five, kind of although the Fab Five, I don't think they were straight like assholes. I think they I were, liked them. Actually. They were cocky. I was halfway rooting for them, halfway like you know. I think it kind of hurt when they didn't win. I think everyone was kind of hurt, but like, there's a recent argument that I think is like bad boys. Though a recent bit. comparison. I'm gonna put this up on the on the Instagram. I think is that who would win head to head, Fab Five or UNLV Runner Rebels? When I mean, you're thinking about pro talent, you got to go UNLV. It's tough, but I, I I was actually thinking I'd go UNLV because Tarkanian's better than Fisher. Yeah. But Steve Fisher was still a good coach. He won, what, with Rice in 88? Yeah, or? yeah. Ramiro Robinson there? and Glenn Rice, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, he was a good coach. Tarkanian, you're right, probably better. Yeah, Tarkanian um, did it at a bunch of different schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fucking uh, two years, 17 and 10 for Chris Wait, Weber. Is he your number two? He's my number two. He's my number two. All right. Hi, bud. You cockroach. <laughs> All right. So you want to talk about him or should we just keep it moving? Uh, Weber, look, it was either him. Like I said, Jalen didn't make my list. Just on the outside. Just on the outside. So, you know, Jalen Rose was right on the outside. John Wallace was right on the outside. Yeah. And uh, Richard Hamilton right on the outside. Yeah. Um, Weber though was, yeah, he was the, he was the, the standout of the fab five at the time and got him all the way to the national championship and traveled and then called timeout. <laughs> but Hey, the guy was a stud, absolute stud. You knew when you're watching it, that he was just, uh, going to be a good pro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the most, uh, defensively tenacious player ever. Kind of lazy in a way. Yeah. I know that's a diss. And I'm not trying to diss him, but I'm saying like I found a, it lackadaisical at times. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I think we talked about this a little before, but we, we didn't uh, go into this. Would Chris Weber and Shaq have, have worked in Orlando had they not traded him for Penny? No, I don't think so. Too much bulk. We're going to get into this, uh, I think, because I think my my develop, the more I study Shaq, the more I think like I, I, I really have a good point, I think, with with him needing great guard play. You have you do have a point to some extent. You do have a point to some extent. I'll, I'll give you that. I, when I look back at it a little bit, the, the the problem is is that he played with great guard play for so long that it's almost impossible to know what he would have done without it. But but you got little samples like with Dell Harris and the Lakers in the first year without Penny. Okay. Now he was a rookie. I'll give him a, a, the benefit of the doubt there. Sure. But the years with the Lakers, when they were dropping duds, I think those teams are incredibly talented. Yeah. And again, they lost to NBA Finals teams both years. They got swept, though. It's fair. That means you shouldn't even have been in the fucking playoff series. <laughs> A lot of teams got swept back in the day. 
I'll put it like this: the year after Shaq, you have a point. You have the a year point. after Shaq left the Magic. Yeah, they didn't get swept. They went to the playoffs and they took the Heat, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals, went five games. They didn't make it out of the first round. They still okay. went five fucking games. It's true. They won a couple games. Yada yada. One yada. more games than Mr. Shaq did. Look, facing Greg Ostertag again and the Utah Jazz again. Scottie Pippen and the Bulls took the Knicks to seven with Michael Jordan the year before. And he didn't even come on the court. The Knicks had taken him <laughs> six. Yeah. <laughs> without even coming on the court. <laughs> uh, we're uh, okay. My number one is uh grand Hill. Okay. And my number one, fuck you for jumping me. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Well, tell me about yours. And I'm going to, uh, I think three final fours in four years. You can't top that. Yeah. He's got to be number one. Well, he was the, probably the best resume of a college player ever or up there. How about um, that pass to Leitner? Beautiful, beautiful, great moment that he was involved in. Um, but in terms of just better player, you got Timmy Dunk. I got Timmy Duncan. Both we knew were going to be studs. Both were Tim sure bet. Duncan, his senior year was averaging 21 and 14. Yeah. Just like kicking everyone's ass. And uh, over his average 3.8 blocks over a four year period. Yeah, it's pretty filthy. He was my four, like I said, one to four, I feel like are interchangeable to me. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right. Let me read, read this ad and then I'm really going to argue. Do with you, you have any wine, bud? Do I have any wine? Yeah. I mean, I got some stuff in there, but that you can help yourself to that. I have to go out into the world after this. You're a, you're a schlub. You can grab me uh, one of those beautiful spindrifts. God. All right. But I want to tell you guys out there. Fruity as can be. That the college experience. College experience is brought to you by Madden Mayhem. We're doing a $500 squares pool for the championship game this Sunday. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash squares. You can bet all the games, including live wagering, prop bets, futures, and much more available at mybookie.ag. Games airing Thursday to Sunday night, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 o'clock East, and then the second game normally tips off around or kicks off around uh, 7 p.m. on Pacific time, 10 o'clock East. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Madden for all the details. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Madden for all the details. Gracias. Day nada. Let me ask you this. Is yeah. this another $50 bottle of wine? We will hold off on this. Let me sip on uh, some, some, some margarita, margarita going yeah. on. There you go. There's not much going. I mean, why don't you pour yourself a glass of tequila and stop being a pansy? Well, there you go. I'll do that in a minute. I don't want to have to get back up now. Okay. Um, Madden Mayhem has been a lot of fun. And then let's just get into this top 10 because I look, I've been, and I'm, this is a project I'm doing. Yep. I have endless time because I can't leave the fucking house because we're quarantined. Yeah. Hopefully that's ending soon. But um, I've been watching a shit ton of, of mid nineties basketball. Yeah. Um, all across the landscape, not just, I know I sent you Spurs and jazz, but I'm saying I watched uh Pacers magic. I watched, uh, I watched that series, like three or four games in that series. And then I watched rockets blazers first round. I watched, uh, there was others you had a little time on your hands here. Yeah. You? I've been going in just, <laughs> and then, cause it's changing my opinion on a lot of my list. Well, buddy, you kind of have to not take the, I mean, there is something to do that. You can go back in time, but you have to remember f- to an extent what you saw, but yeah. you're also young. And, and I think that like, 
if you're not truly breaking it down of what they're doing, it can be misleading. That's true. I think you need to you need to take into consideration both things. I will say I hit it I hit the nail on the coffin, I think. Nail on the head. Nail on the head. <laughs> the nail in the coffin's NBA jam. The nail in the coffin. Uh with 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 the mailman, Carl Malone. Now I will say this. He's a better defender than I remember. Yeah. But I think I was dead on balls accurate. <laughs> What is that? Yeah. <laughs> My cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's an industry term. <laughs> uh, I watched a couple games, but one specifically, I actually took every clip. No, granted, it was one game, but it was a game he had like thirty four points and twenty boards or something. Yeah, and he scored thirty two of them on wide open looks. Yeah, two points contested, which came against Antoine Carr with three minutes left. Yeah, I will say that you know your your film breakdown there a little bit just pointing out what was something that you don't watch unless you're looking at it. Like with a, with a, an eye exactly toward that was the movement of the offense. And that's something that Utah had much better than a lot back, of these tons things. of back screens. Yeah. Must've been a pain in the ass to guard him. Actually. Right. You had uh, to, yeah. to, to Malone's credit, you yeah. know, he was completely willing to work within that system. Well, so I think he, he didn't have any other option. I think he you, also maximized his talent within that system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He didn't have a lot of ISO ball going on yeah. with the uh, Utah Jazz. And when they did go ISO to him in the post and stuff, he, from the, 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 the film that I completely studied, I watched a few other games, but there's one that I actually broke down every play. Yeah. Um, he was actually, he, I think he was over five and he ended up one for six. Well, he was clumsy, man. Yeah. He ended up one for six cause he scores on Antoine Carr in the post with down 20 with about, with about three minutes left. Yeah. But I'm saying the other times when Robin and Robinson, and I think Cummings was guarding him once. Um, every time it was contested, it was a miss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sloan was like uh, Popovich. You just, you just work until there's an open shot. You keep yeah. running plays. And-, and, and to Malone's credit, like he could make that 12 footer, but it makes me feel so much more confident in my, uh, my uh, analysis of like, I think I, well, obviously Duncan's better, but, uh, Barkley and Nowitzki I had higher. And I really, I really feel strongly about that now. Well, certainly Barkley. Uh, I would have to watch more of Nowitzki to make that judgment for myself, but yeah, but I I can tell you that I feel that gap has gone, has grown drastically. Okay. To me. Fair. Um, uh, now let's get into our top 10 because I can't wait to, I have other ones that the gap has, 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 has grown too. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole and you're a Robinson hater, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> And I got some stats for you for that. So I won't you. even, I won't even, uh, let's make a deal. Yeah. I won't even dwell on the Robinson Elijah one much. Yeah. We've already talked about yeah, that. People yeah. People are probably sick of, sick it. of it. Yeah. They hate you. They hate me. <laughs> right. We're trying to gain fans, not, not lose them. <laughs> even though it's we fun. Haven't, we haven't it's succeeded. It's fucking fun to lose them. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more fun than gaining them. <laughs> uh, give me your number 10 NBA player of all time. Pencil. In our lifetime. In our lifetime. This one's yeah. going to raise a few eyebrows, I think. But when I'm honestly analyzing like who I would want on my team to win. Yeah. I'm going to put Kawhi Leonard at number 10. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he's probably going to end up there. Maybe I, maybe I didn't give him enough credit, but uh, interesting. Kawhi Leonard, uh, especially when you look at like advanced stats uh, for the guy, um, like his uh, plus minus stats are astronomical at times. You know, let me, now I've got to go find it, but um, yeah, he's, he's always, you know, the team just benefits so much more 
with his uh, presence than like you would even want to give him credit for. Maybe it's because his style of play is efficient and not flashy. Maybe it's because we don't value or quite like, you know, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, the defensive impact that he's actually having. Yeah. But when you see like his impact on the team, then it's like, yeah, that dude actually does increase your chances of winning pretty damn drastically. A lot, a lot more than a lot more flashy players. Uh, I will say that. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's a guy that might, I think what, if we're to do this list 10 years from now, yeah, he might be criminally underrated because, because of that. Yeah. Like, I don't think people give him the respect even right now in the NBA that he deserves. Yeah. His game is not meant for going to the Clippers. Yeah. Did him no favors, but look with him for whatever reason, that personality, he couldn't even like, you talk about a guy that's able to drive a Ferrari. Yeah. He couldn't drive a Ferrari. He couldn't be the the face of the Lakers. You yeah. know, he, yeah. people would just be like, I don't want you as the face of the Lakers. I'm, I'm going to make fun of you because you're like, but personality. He's, he's just such a good basketball player. Where, where's the weakness? If you had to say the biggest weakness three, he's even gotten a lot better at that. Yeah. He probably, he's not super wet, but he's like, he's got a good, he's off- capable of making that though. Yeah. That speaks volumes to me. That's probably a guy that probably will be in my top 10 when, by the end of his career. Yeah. His I mean, he game, might even deserve to be in right now. His game's close to Jordan's like really like where Kobe has like the, the flashy upside of Michael Jordan in his game, but he's lacking like the fundamental toughness of it. Kawhi has the fundamental toughness of Jordan's game, but lacks the flashy upside of it. Um, you, you're making a good point that maybe he should be in my top 10. It's close. Hey, look, I, I, there are a couple of dudes that I left. Look, I'm going to say no point guards made my list. Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard. Really? The reason why I left Steph Curry off my list is because I was like, if I had those two playing against each other in a game uh, and the, the rest of the team being the same, I think Kawhi Leonard would give me a better chance to win because he probably shut Steph Curry down a little bit uh, from a defense. It all standpoint. matters to me. This is the hardest part about doing this shit is I don't, I think Steph Curry would be good in the nineties, yeah. but he would not be as good with hand checking and the way the game was played. Yeah, he might get bitched a little bit. I think so. Yeah. So it's very hard to really say, cause I mean, you look at the era now and I'd say Steph Curry's, you know, you could make the argument that he would be in there Yeah, in an era where you're encouraged to like, I put him in my top 10 flop because of the era that he played in. It's hard to, to we could sit there and say all these hypotheticals. Yeah. But the reality is I think you got to put him. I mean, for me, I put him in, yeah. but, but I, you make a good, if I had to sit there and say Kawhi or Steph, I think if I'm drafting a team, yeah, I would take Kawhi. It's close. It's close. Uh, it also depends on, you know, what other pieces you have. If you have, but I still want a good, better defensive identity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think Kawhi could transition to each era. Yeah, definitely more. So like Steph Curry, when you watch his game, a lot of it is he dribbles. He does that little thing that point guards do where they like get by you and then they back into you and you have to like, you know, get on your tiptoes to respect their space. Mm. And then he like flops and like falls forward and catches a foul. And so, or he makes the shot because you're not touching him. Like if you were doing that shit in the nineties, you just catch an elbow across the fucking back of your head more often, you know, and it wouldn't get called. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't remember that particular. I mean, Chris Paul was doing that a lot. You know, I don't remember that happening as much in the nineties where the point guard is playing like the, I have stuff in mind, but you you, you make a, a great argument. I'll say that. And, and I'll, that's tough though, man. It's tough where I would put, well, who do you got at number 10? My number 10 is Dwayne Wade. Okay. 
Um, and I think Wade is criminally underrated, almost like you said with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. He's a quiet guy to me yeah. in general. Yeah. Very athletic, great defensively. Where, uh, this is one where I sit there and say, where's the weakness in his game? Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as uh, like upper echelon two guards. Yeah. He's like, there's only probably four in our lifetime. Jordan, uh, Kobe, Drexler, and uh, Wade. And know? I actually think Wade is more slept on than Drexler. Yeah, slept on probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. Think that I think he's the most he's, slept on. He's right there with Drexler. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think Drexler is slept on a little bit too. Yeah, but um, uh, Wade is my number ten, and 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 I think you you, you kind of almost made a point for me when you said like because I have Steph higher, but in my head I think if I'm the general manager, I would probably take Wade over Steph. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a close one. Because Steph's upside is so It matters high. what era, though, but Wade is, to me, like I think Wade would be sick in the 80s, sick in the 90s, sick in the 2000s. Yeah. You know, like, where Steph, I still think, would be good in all of those. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just think he would struggle There's more. There's just not a guy that's like him in those eras to, like... Compare it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, make you think... Doesn't mean we're, we're right, though. It couldn't happen, yeah. right? There's also never been a guy that's shot like him ever. Yeah, so, that's true. You know? Um... So that's my number, my number 10, uh, get to your number nine. My number nine is a dude that played on the same team as Steph Curry for a few years. Um, maybe deserves to be higher. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant did not make my top 10. Okay. He's just on the outside. Okay. But, uh, I think you could definitely make an argument for some of the players that, that I have on here. I mean, Kevin Durant, when you talk about scoring, Straight up, as good scoring. as you can have, right? Yeah, he's he's, whew. I mean, it's it's odd because he's led the league in scoring for uh, four times. Um, his career average over however many years now, twelve years, is twenty-seven points per game. That's a great career average. Yeah, but um, I guess defensively, a little bit of a liability. Yeah. I mean, the I never witnessed he's it myself. Still got good length, though. Yeah. yeah, he's a good perimeter defender. Yeah. Might be prone to like get uh, beat up a little bit by a bigger player, but still, I think he's a capable defender. Not great, but his offensive game is so spectacular that he has to be on my list. He he was just on my short list of uh, outside of the top 10. As a matter of fact, I think offensively overall, he's as good as anyone on that's I've ever seen play. Uh, Check us out. 11, 12. He was my 13th ranked player. Okay. So, um, there's something to be said with that. And I think you could probably argue this next point. Cause my number nine is Steph Curry. Okay. And the main reason there is I just thought dishing the ball, the ball goes through him. Um, he's a phenomenal passer for his scoring yeah. attributes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of an, an uh, anomaly because we don't really have anyone to compare him to. Right. But yet you would say Steph, not the strongest defender. He's crafty in a way. He's like you Kyrie with his handle almost, like on that yeah. level. You could take a charge though, and 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 steals. I feel like somewhat here and there. He but, gets steals. Yeah, but but I still think at, at times he's not the greatest defender. Yeah. Oh, he would get back down by a big. If yeah. He, he could that guy against like a Dwayne Wade, and get posted up. He's gonna be in trouble. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I have Steph at number nine, and and by the way, I went back and forth. Uh, I kind of this is one where I kind of had to listen to my point guards list. Hmm. Because I originally had Jason Kidd here. Okay. Jason Kidd finished uh, as number 11 to me. Gotcha. Yeah, Curry and Stockton were both just on the outside of my list. Okay. Um, so I got Steph at uh, at 
Well, and, and I guess I have 11 on my list and our next argument will be in my top 10, I have 11 and, and but I, <laughs> an I idiot. well, no, I, I wanted to pose the argument, Okay, but I, I, oh. I, I realized how ridiculous it was. Cause I, and, and if you go back and listen to the centers, I have one other, over higher than the other. Yeah. So I was tempted to do that too. I was like, th- that was, I kind of adhered to my, uh, like position rankings lists a little bit when I was trying to, but there were some times when I was like, dude, I would put this guy over this guy, but I'd put the the number three over the number one when I'm considering all of them together. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Um, so, uh, hit me with your number seven or my number eight. Yeah. You're number eight. I'm sorry. Number eight is one Chuck Barkley. Higher on my list, but, but, uh, yeah, he certainly belongs in there. I know we were both watching film of him recently. Yeah. He has, uh, if I had seen more of him, in fact, if I go back and watch him in the eighties, um, then I'll probably put him higher on my list. Very impressed with what I saw. There's a dude that I didn't really, I haven't really seen. See, a but that's of, the benefit of us going back and watching the film. Yeah. Is that, you know, when you're as much as we can sit there and, and say in my memory, right. That's true. Although this is supposed to be kind of based off of our memory. So it's supposed to be their true. prime is in our lifetime. No, Charles Barkley's prime was barely. But, in but our how, lifetime. what was our basketball IQ like in 1993? That's true. As opposed to now. Yeah. The amount of exposure, exposure that the Phoenix Suns were getting in 1993. I, I never saw yeah. him play in Philadelphia. So, but with yeah. just watching him in 93 on the Suns, like, holy shit. Yeah. He's fucking amazing. That, 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 so that's why I do think like going back and watching the film is only, and we can continue this conversation as the college experience goes on. If you watch these, I mean, we're not going to go one by one, but I'm saying any arguments you feel like you can change, you've changed your mind with, or perhaps you're trying to change my mind with. Yeah. You know, it's the college experience. It's a free forum to do that. There you go. Um, Lay into us. Tell Bar- us we're fucking idiots. Cause we are fucking idiots. Barkley was incredible. Yeah. And he's higher on my list. Um, but I'll tell you my number, and this is where we start the argument. Because based off of my rankings, David Robinson should be number eight, right? Okay. For me. But in the, and, and granted, I still need to, I will start off by saying I need to continue to watch film. Yeah. But, it, and, and it, it is ironic. It was not on purpose that the, that the four games I've seen of the Spurs were not the best they were, and if you can, you can type this into YouTube, and they're the first ones that came up for okay. each year, right? Yeah. I swear I did not sure. go and say, "Hey, which is a bad performance? Let me go to it and then send yeah. you a bunch of shit." Well, no, I, and, and look, I've I've watched some very good performances of Robinson, which are probably skewing my opinion, and then I watched a bad performance of Robinson, said, so "I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I can turn it off." Yeah. So there's yeah. a little bit of that. Well, to me, like. And, and I, this comparison is ridiculous. And I made it on the last, on my solo podcast. Yeah. He's a strange player to me offensively. Yeah. A very strange player. Cause you, uh, you sit there and you, he's like, yeah, he averaged 30 points a game or close to 30 points a game. I'm like, well, he can't be ever be a, labeled as a bad offensive player. Yeah. But at the same time, like he was just never. And, and like I said, I, 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 this goes all the way into 94. I haven't watched 95 yet. Yeah. And so, and, and beyond but he's a very strange player to me as far as like, he's never like the focal point of the offense. And even when they try to, I feel like he's not confident in being that guy. Sure. From the film that I've watched. I mean, he's very unselfish and makes some great passes sometimes. Yeah. But, but it's also strange because it's like the one I was watching Carl Malone's guarding him. 
Yeah. And I'm like, why are you not fucking attacking more? You are so much bigger and yeah. taller and can get your shots off. Yeah. And you you have a decent shot. And really what it is is like I just think it comes to comfortability. And he never looked comfortable on offense to me. Yeah. In those in those in, I watched 91, 92, and 94 mm-hmm. postseason games. And he I, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. The the way that teams traditionally run an offensive set, like Robinson, even though he was like what I would consider an effective ISO player, right? It was mainly him just using his athleticism to get by guys, but like it wasn't something that you build an offensive set around. It wasn't something that like, uh, well, to be honest, I think that's why he didn't win a championship solo. I'm not trying to diss him. I'm saying Duncan was that guy though, that I felt like was completely comfortable getting the ball possession after possession. More so, more so. I'll agree with that. Well, in in my analysis of this is is like Robinson was definitely great at like coming in a way. It was like a very, very, very good Marcus Camby to me. Right. Right. Because Marcus Camby was very efficient at like, Hey, I'm going to slash to the bucket and they're going to, and when I slash, someone's going to kick me the ball and I'm going to dunk it because I'm athletic. Or uh, the weak side rebound. Yeah. And I'm going to get it and put it back. Yeah. Tip it in. Yeah. Um, very skilled. To, to It's even bad to even compare to Marcus Camby because he's still much, much better than Marcus Camby. But yeah. it was just, it, it, it made me think, fuck, man, why do I have him over Patrick Ewing? Right. Right. And I go, well, defensively, he's boy, but I'm Patrick Ewing. I can't yeah. argue that. Right. But I know that for me, I still want, I think every player in the top 10 should be a guy that has to, like, if you need a bucket, he's a fucking guaranteed bucket. Yeah. I'm going to push back on you a little bit here. Cause David Robinson, if he beats Olajuwon based on the fact that the, uh, the Spurs typically were beating the magic in the regular season, which is usually a pretty good indicator of what would happen in a playoff series based on, although not uh, always, yeah, but say 98 Pacers apparently like, or whatever the 72 win team Pacers or Bulls team, the Pacers apparently, were a big problem for them. And then the postseason loss to the bulls. Right. Yeah, but happened. still yeah. it's, it's a, it's unusual. Now the rocket spurs, uh, Western conference finals is a, uh, is, is on one of those okay. situations where that happened. But, um, should the spurs get by the rockets there? I do. And that think was 95, right? That was 95. See, I need to start watching 95, but, but I, I, I can tell you up to 94 though. He was never like a focal point in the games I've watched. Yeah. Well, like, like they said in, uh, what was it? 93. Three, I believe, was when John Lucas came on board and they started running the um, offense through Robinson. Um, ninety four, um, yeah, they get they just got their ass whipped by uh, Utah, which I was watching one of the uh, games. They were within a game of matching up against uh, Golden State in the playoffs, which would have been a much better matchup. But Utah gave a lot of teams trouble for a long but time. But Golden State beat them. In '92, I think it was. I don't know. I watched one of the one of the playoff games. I watched. Yeah, was against. Uh, oh, that one was when Robinson was injured. But uh, no, he played the game that I watched. We're fucking idiots. Maybe um, it was '91. One of those years they played in the first round. I and I want to say the Warriors won that series. Yeah. But the the game I watched, um, I think the Rock uh, the Spurs won that game actually. Okay. But it still was unorthodox to me. But but but. What you, what's your point there? 
Because like my point you're is, saying he was the focal point, like as far as like he was the the, the go to basket. He was time. absolutely the focal point of that team. There's no fucking question, right? Well, He's stats wise, he MVP of the league. Well, even and he, well, that but, he, was, he was the focal point of the okay, offense. Okay, but look, in '94, scoring 28 points per game. '94, he was the focal point of the offense, right? Yeah. To me, though, still not a guy that looked like he was not comfortable in the playoffs. That. In that playoff series, yeah. yeah, it was it was not his best performance, but. Um, but he didn't even look comfortable. That to me, it's like it's different than like when you shoot a bad percentage. Yeah, he looked like a guy that did not fit in with that. Well, for whatever reason, during the playoffs or, like, or that offense, one of the two. I, I I don't know how much I buy that the league is a completely different game in the playoffs than it is in the, the regular season. I think teams are trying to win in the regular season. I think you're getting. A, mostly the same look that you got in the regular season that you're getting in the no, playoffs. I, I think defensive matchups are completely different in the playoffs. I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say they're not trying in the regular season, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a big difference in the playoffs than the regular season. Okay. Well, I would, I would, if I get the opportunity, I'll start digging into the stats as far as teams in the playoffs versus their regular season record against those teams. And Even so, like the intensity level is much higher. Sure. Sure. Like, I agree with that. Yeah. But look, to say that Robinson wasn't a successful playoff basketball player, like I'm not saying it, that when he, when he had, you know, Sean Elliott with a like 16.3 PER, that's like a, uh, most all-stars have a way higher PER than that. Um, and but Sean Elliott made the all-star team probably because he was on the best team in the league from a record standpoint. Right. I, I can tell you game one of 94, which is only one game. Yeah. I'm going to continue going through this shit. I thought the best, the guy, the best offensive guy on their team. Yeah. Was Terry Cummings or, 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 or Terry Cummings was their best, most comfortable player. The offense going through Willie Anderson had a great game too. Okay. I mean, Robbins is still scored in the twenties, but it was not, it was never like, I, mean, I think maybe two or three baskets. So they're like, Hey, you know, let me go. The rest came as like kind of like weird points of like, hey, there's a tip in, you know what I mean? Or or right. a fast break. Well, dunk, like I said, that you know was definitely I mean? not like, his best series. So um, but but my, my my point here of what I'm trying to say here is Ewing to me. And and even with that, I went and watched a 94 game Rockets Knicks. And that's not even Ewing's. He's kind of like long in the two. And look, I'm with you like Ewing to me, like before your stance was. Uh, what, 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 Ewing what Robinson's are, so much better on defense though. So that's what Ewing. makes it tough. That's fair. But, but Elijah, I mean, I don't think he's that much better on defense. Like Ewing was, a uh, a, in his younger years was completely like a defensive anchor. Well, that's, that's the thing is I want to go back and watch more 89, 90 Ewing, but I can tell you that this, yeah, I want to put Ewing as a, to me, every top 10 player sh- to me should be an automatic bucket when you need it. And, yeah. and, and that's why I, I put Robinson slash Ewing. Cause if you listen to my center's ratings, I have Robinson higher than Ewing. Uh-huh. But uh, after what I've just watched, I think I would rather have Ewing in my top as a higher spot. Dude. In my, in my recollection of it, like Olajuwon, Ewing and Robinson were all very similar. I think Olajuwon and uh, Robinson had a little more athleticism than Ewing, which, you know, you could see on tape. But I thought that Ewing, from a winning standpoint, uh, was just as capable of winning. I think the fact that Olajuwon did win those series, like, puts him. You have to put him. But do you like, think? And I know that I know that you're a Robinson guy. And I'm not going to try to go through the gigantic ra- rabbit hole. It's just, yeah. like, I think Olajuwon and Ewing are better offensive players than David Robinson. 
Uh, I don't think Ewing's a better offensive player than David Robinson. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let's move along. Yeah. Um, because David Robinson, watch one of his like forty point performances when he hits like fifteen straight fifteen footers. It's like every time down the court they just pass to him and he makes the shot. <laughs> like that's what, uh, what most of his career was to me. Um. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Moving down the list, my number seven. Mm-hmm. Tim Duncan. He's higher in my list. All right. Um. But but yeah, he's the best power forward ever, and I think I feel pretty confident about that still. Especially like I said, when I watch Malone, I will say when I watch Barkley though. Yeah, Barkley. It makes it, it makes it a little closer. There's than, not a huge yeah. difference between those three to me. I still think at Duncan with his size, and the boards. Well, well, I have I have Nowitzki over Malone. Yeah. Um, but the he he's the biggest force. I feel like Duncan. The one thing that I could say about the dude is he never. I mean, he never even averaged 19 field goal attempts in a game, let alone like yeah, Jordan was taking 27 one year. Like his his peak field goal attempts per game in his whole career was 18.3. Only time he even hit 18. As a career average, 14.6. The dude was a very, very efficient basketball player, not a high usage guy. So um, if Tim Duncan... Uh, had demanded the ball more and shot the ball more and was a less uh, unselfish player, then I might rank him higher. And so that's, you know, something that I have to be fair about to Tim Duncan, but I do think that his scoring upside just based on his athleticism was a little lower than some of the guys I have above him. Um, interesting. Cause I have him a lot higher. That, okay. That's our first real, I feel like con. Well, let me, let me, let me tell you this. Okay. Tim Duncan's second highest scoring season in his entire career, 23.3 points per game. Yeah. Second highest. This guy played like 20 years. He like 23.3 is a good, but still, score, I still think, but I, not a great score. I would never like, he got 25.5 his best year and he was unstoppable that year. Well, that, that, that to me is the biggest thing. Like, I don't like, yeah. Okay. Stats mean something. Yeah. But to me, like, it, this was a guy that was unguardable in my th- in my opinion. At his prime, yeah, he was fucking unfucking guardable. Yeah. To me, there's only like four players on this list, maybe five players that I think are really unguardable. Yeah. Um, but hey, I I I, I you know, I'm gonna go. My, my next one is Charles Barkley. Okay. Um, what number is this? Two, four, six. This is my seventh Barkley. Um, I got Barkley over Ewing. And I, I. I, when I watched that tape, I was really impressed more than I even remembered. And I was impressed. It's not, yeah. I, I didn't discredit Barkley. I don't feel like, but he was even better than I remember him. Well, being. let me tell you this. When yeah. I, when I watched the uh, 93 series, which isn't that far from Robinson's prime, yeah. you know, and I saw Barkley and Robinson on the same floor. I thought to myself, Barkley's the better basketball player. For yeah. sure. I watched that same game. I think yeah. we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, and so maybe he, if I go in back my opinion, and watch, he was like clear cut the best player on the court. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Like one of the best players of all time. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that game, I mean, cause he was dribbling. Like he, he was almost playing point forward. Yeah. Like he's dominating every aspect yeah. of the game. Um, so I, 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 like I said, I just haven't seen enough of Barkley to really like, but if I go back and watch more film, he may jump up. I mean, even right now, I feel like a little weird not having him higher just based off that small sample size. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, if it wasn't going off of my next, cause my, my next one is, is the guy that I put right above him. Yeah which I want to go back in, but I would say I might swat. I might switch my uh, six and sevens. Okay. Yeah. 
So go to your go to your six though. You're gonna have fun with this one. Oh God. <laughs> the number six basketball player in our lifetime is Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. <laughs> Just horrible. <laughs> you know my opinion. We're not gonna dive into that. All right. So we'll get to you. Yeah. You can talk up Hakeem a little bit uh, again. A lot of this is based on. I, I think you have made a very good point with Shaq. Um, Shaq didn't make my top ten. Wow. Because <laughs> uh, to me, if you're trying to do the best basketball player. You have to have more skills than just. I don't think that that's a necessity to be a great basketball player. Well, I think, I think when you're picking players, the top ten basketball players of all time, you you want to a find f- almost flawless. There's no holes in the game. Sure. There's holes all over uh, sure. Shaq's game. I mean, t- we can talk about the free throw shooting. We can talk about the he wasn't the greatest defender. We can also talk about how he, they don't play him in Dude, the final minute of games. Shaq, that's fair. That's fair, but they take him out because he's a liability. 90% of the game Shaq is like an adult playing in a kid's league. He he might not at the end of a game, be able to hit a clutch free throw. He might just be like, or he might not be on the court clumsy. Yeah. He might not be on the, they might take him off the court without, for the last minute without an elite the rest of the shooting game, guard, without an elite shooting guard. He is not there. They, they, they can't win games with that. You have to have an elite shooting guard and, and you can also make the argument you all, you, that he had the best coach, the best two coaches in his championships. Well, here's the thing. He did. He, yeah, he, that's a fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pat Riley and uh, what's it called? Phil Pop, Jackson. Pop's yeah. the only other one yeah. in our, in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, as far as uh, dominance, Shaq. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily need to have an elite point guard. It certainly fucking helps. Well, let me ask you this though. And he always, if you're, if you're it. in a gigantic playoff game, or shooting guard, rather. And, and and you take out the best player on the on the court because I personally don't think he was the best player. I think Kobe, Kobe was the was best better. player, right? Am I because I think that's the reason why you win a lot of those games is that hey, it's the final minute, we're on offense. Let's yeah. substitute Shaq out. Let, let me tell you this though, the that si- would never happen with Robinson, Ewing, Olajuwon, even you're Morning. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You would never take that guy out when you needed him. My pushback on that is. In the Western Conference Finals or in the NBA Finals one year, Shaq was averaging like thirty-eight and eighteen in the finals, and they won four to one. It's like the, you don't need that guy for the last minute of the game. Against Philadelphia, I think. Yeah, I mean, absolute dog shit of yeah. an opponent. Yeah, but uh, so it's a fair point. It's a fair point you're making. Uh, like to me, that uh, you get him on the block. Yeah, it's a it's a basket. Well, if, well, unless you foul him. Yeah. Then you, then I don't think it's a basket. But, but then I'm saying, you can't just foul. You don't have a you, million fouls. Exactly, yet. exactly. Right. But but he didn't make my top ten because I feel like he's incredibly flawed. And and to me, I think if he didn't have a elite shooting guard, they would have never went to the finals. An elite guard play. It's it's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. Um, I, I think mean, a lot of centers struggled without elite guard play. I think Olajuwon went one time. Without what would be considered elite guard play, one at one time though, one at one time. He, he but is, Ewing, Ewing went with without elite guard play. That's true. Although John Starks was an all star that year, I still don't. You, he was playing out of his mind at that point in his but career. But Starks, was I not think elite. everyone would say he was never on the level. Yeah, of I Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant. Of course, of course not. And Penny Hardaway. Of yeah. course. Yeah, I think that uh, you're right. You're right. They are. They have a more versatile game, and for that reason, there's an argument to be made that they could be in front of Shaq. I agree with you. Okay. I don't know that it is what I agree with that they should be because I think Shaq's sheer dominance at what he could do is worth I'll, a lot. I'll just say this though. He's the only player in the, in our top 10, I think that would actually not be on the court in the final, in the final minute, minute of the game. That's, that's, that's absolutely true. You're right. Um, 
my my number uh, six with that, which I said, or number five, I think. What are we on? I just did six. So who are you? Uh, who you got? Well, this is the one. Like I said, it, it, I got to go back and watch the film because I I think I might have been wrong on my power forwards. And I think you were more right on this one. Yeah. Uh, potentially, I have to go back and watch. I had Nowitzki at two. Yeah. Barkley at three. I think. And it, yeah, right now, I'm staying true to that rating. Yeah. But based off what I saw the other day, I think I I might put Barkley at. You had Nowitzki at two and Barkley at three. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was being true to my list and having yeah. Nowitzki at. Uh, but you're feeling like the switcheroo may be in order. I think. I think so. But okay. I got. I got to go back and watch more. You're tape sticking of, with your of, list of or this list yeah. though. And you're going Dirk at uh, number uh, oh, six. I, I do think it's very very close. I mean, I think yeah. Barkley's all over. I think what what Barkley's rebounding. That's game. what I'm saying. I think that's what t- takes him over the top. Yeah. I think that's what, what would make him better than Nowitzki. Yeah. And his his handle. I didn't realize his handle was so nasty. But that's another thing that he's like a two. But even if I did this, I would just switch him down one spot. Yeah. So there, it's not like it's yeah. pretty much interchangeable. Um, but yeah, uh, Dirk was nasty. Uh, really, to me, unguardable as well. He's like Durant to me. He's kind of the same as yeah. Durant. I almost think Nowitzki's shots were harder to make. Yeah. Like you watch it, and you're like, how? What are you supposed to do? Because he doesn't have the athleticism of fucking uh, Durant to get himself open. It's almost like amazing though that these shots would go in. You're like, yeah. he's shooting it at like, uh, like the aerodynamics of it is <laughs> alone. You're just like, how the fuck is that going in? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's fading away on yeah. every shot. Yeah, his knee is like blocking his vision because he's yeah. got to lift it up. <laughs> um, so so I got Dirk there. Uh, hit me with your number. Uh, with your number five. My number five, like I said, I know that I'm a, I'm a homer. You know, it's my guy. I honestly, when I if you were to take the Western Conference Finals out of their careers, and you were to take the fact that Elijah won the finals in '94 by himself out, those are two major fucking <laughs> things to take out of. Uh, I think one's a team. I think they're both kind of team accomplishments um, that Olajuwon deserves a lot of credit for as the leader of the team, you know, and, and, and that's why I don't have uh, a real complaint about Olajuwon being ranked ahead of Robinson. Although when I watched them, maybe it was me, him being my favorite player, but honestly, like when I watched them, I was like Robinson, it's because he was a more efficient player. When you look at their head to head stats, uh, Akeem scored, 21 versus Robinson's 19 per game um, over the course of their head to head games in their career. But Akeem shot 20 shots a game and Robinson shot 14. And so uh, Akeem was a more high usage player, you know, and certainly made more fantastic highlights, uh, whether it be the dream shake or that baseline spin fadeaway. It was fucking unreal to look, watch. I'm not going to talk. Sure. Olajuwon. So, so you, cause, but I mean, I wanted to answer there and I'm like, dude, we're going to go down. A, a yeah. We're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. I, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you my answer. And then when you go, when you hit Olajuwon, you go off on why he is what you okay. think he is. Okay. okay. For Robinson, for me though, just uh, a dominant defensive player, obviously uh, probably the most like on sheer athleticism in, in terms of explosive ability, um, probably the best ever. Like, you know, you have, a power, a more powerful player and like Howard or, um, uh, Shaq, but in terms of length and the ability to like rise up, Robinson's probably number one. Um, and then his jump shot was wet. He had a nice turnaround Jay. Um, but yeah, his, his weaknesses, his deficiencies may be amplified by the way things shook out or maybe they were real. And so there's something that I have to consider too. So, I mean, I, I, I have Duncan, better than Robinson, but, um, and I feel, I, I feel good about that, but cause I was going to say my next four yeah. or five, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have, there's kind of actually, I, I think the next five have a, have a gap 
there's, to me. There's a jump. Yeah. Okay. It may it may come at four, but it may come at five. Okay. Um, but my number five is Kobe Bryant. Okay. Kobe Bryant. Um. Once again, the, the biggest thing that I, I'll argue with 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 making the Shaq point. By the way, if you're wondering why I have Shaq so far down, I have him at twelve, so it's not that far. Okay. Down, but um. Is is uh, like I said. First off, you have the Magic that went to the playoffs, went to a game five the year after Shaq left him. Yeah. Right. And they're starting like Felton Spencer. Um. And they went to game five to 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 the Miami Heat, who lost to the Bulls in five in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think they're pretty damn close to being the second best team, potentially in 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 the Eastern Conference Finals. They or in the East that year. Um, then you take the years when Kobe wasn't developed and he struck out. And then the biggest thing in Kobe Bryant's defense is Kobe and Phil won without Shaq. Yeah. So I think that hurts Shaq's thing. You know, like when you're, when you're looking at the legacy, you're like, dude, they won with Andrew Bynum at center. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So sure. Uh, I've, uh, and they won, they went to three, one, two. And the third one was like, it was still at seven. Seven, I believe. yeah. Yeah. So they came pretty close to doing their own three peat without Shaq. Yeah. That's why I truly believe the shooting guard is way more important. At least in Phil Jackson's system. Yeah. But then Shaq. Well, so when with you, Shaq, it's, it's necessary. Yeah. Uh, a shooting guard with Shaq is essential. Whereas it's not nearly yeah. as essential. Exactly. With some of the other guys. Ex- or it's not essentially that you have a great center. Even at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Kobe, Kobe's my number four. And so, okay. Yeah, he they, basically you're you're right. You're talking about a dude that by himself is able to, and that's kind of what a shooting guard does is take on by himself able to take on this sh- scoring like load to win a, a championship. You know, I mean that's specifically their job. But uh, and so, do you want to give that guy more credit? Okay. Yeah. Do you want to give that guy more credit than the other? Uh, uh, players that are playing better defense, grab more rebounds, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe, maybe not, you know, but these are the dudes that are super elite. And when you, when it comes to like winning a championship and you know that this guy is going to be able to be the guy that gets the shot, then yeah, you kind of have to look at that guy and say, he's better. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's true, but Kobe Bryant was fucking awesome. Um, and, and I would say even my four and five are tough. For, I uh, might even drop Kobe Bryant down my list though, because his shooting percentages weren't super high. He shot the fucking he did ball. Take a lot. So, and it took him a while to really learn that. I feel like, yeah. But I still say he would have had a lot more MVPs had the NBA been fair. Right. Um, He's averaging thirty-five a game, and Steve Nash is uh, winning yeah, MVP with yeah. uh, eighteen points a game. Um, and I know I can tell you this: one of the things about about Bryant, I feel like if it was a big game, he pretty much was pretty pretty solid on showing up in big games. Yeah, he was a baller. Um. So that was Bryant's your number four. Yeah. My number four is Tim Duncan. Okay. Like I said, I think Duncan and Bryant, you could make the argument back and forth. Yeah. I think sure. Duncan could be five for me. I think Bryant could be Bryant, four. Certainly the flashier yeah. player, but in terms of winning a basketball game, both probably give you an equal chance. Well, to me, so unguardable are these, are these guys really like, like, so, uh, Duncan was un- unbelievable to me. Like, I, I still, like I said, I vividly remember like the 94 finals and then when uh, the, the Pistons team, they beat, I was rooting for the Pistons heavy that year. So I actually kind of hated Duncan for a little bit, yeah. but I hated him because he was so good. I just felt like, fuck man, they're guarding him. Yeah. With ben Wallace 
and he's still making this off the glass. Did you, know you what I mean? hate like, Duncan because I was a Spurs fan? <laughs> some of that, but also they played the Knicks. They they played the Knicks, who you know I love. Yeah. And then the Pistons team I loved that that O three or O four Pistons team that that stretch. Mm-hmm. If they were, trust me, if they were playing some other teams, I probably would have, I could have yeah. rooted Root for the Spurs. Behind them. Yeah. The Pistons team is hard not yeah. to love. Dude, but it was, uh, you're saying like, this is the best defensive player, arguably they, in the NBA, Ben Wallace. Yeah. And I'm watching like Tim Duncan be Tim Duncan. And I'm like, good God, he's unfucking guardable. Yeah. If you can't guard him with Ben Wallace, I don't know who you can guard him with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me let me pull up a little stat for you though about Tim Duncan. Okay, now obviously, uh, a lot of his success came after Robinson left. Okay, yeah. but I want you to like acknowledge this. Okay, okay. Uh, did it help to have David Robinson? A hundred percent. Yeah, it just as it did Elijah Wan with well, Ralph Sampson. I just yeah. sure. What I want to say, although I don't think they're they're in the same league of comparison, but um. Win shares in 1999, that championship season in which Duncan is supposedly the fucking. What do you mean uh, win share? What do you mean by that? That's a statistical measure of like how much basically they're accountable for how many wins a year that they're responsible for by themselves out of the, out of the wins that the teams won. Now, obviously this uh, on a shortened season of only 50 games, it's lower than normal, but I'm comparing the two Robinson had a win share of 8.4 in 99, Tim Duncan, a win share of 8.7 in 99. So very comparable from uh, that standpoint, from a PER player efficiency rating, right? Which is uh, generally speaking, a, a very good indicator of the quality of the player, uh, a, a strong correlation between like all NBA between, you know, MVP between that yada, 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 all-star appearances, what our lists like PER basically tracks pretty close to like what we would call a good player. Robinson in uh, 99, 24.9 PER Tim Duncan, 23.2. Right. And so basically, even though Robinson doesn't, isn't given the credit for, and Oh, here's the, here's the real kicker. Here's the huge stat in this. Let me go to the playoffs in 99. Uh, if I can find it. Okay. The 99 uh, on off court, uh, plus minus per hundred possession uh, possessions. Tim Duncan actually in ninety nine, negative three point six. Uh, when he's on, on the court versus when he's off, like the team is actually better with him off the fucking court statistically. Whereas Robinson in ninety nine. But do you really believe that? No, but I mean, yeah. and then the next year it, it goes up to plus thirty eight for Duncan thirty eight point eight, which is unfucking believable. But couldn't that just be the fact that? You know, I, there's I don't know their substitution methods, but, but maybe maybe they're bringing Duncan out and they're t- at the same time, Elliot or or someone that is you know sure you, it could yeah. be a rotational thing, but either way, it, it jumps out because Robinson's plus minus during that playoff run and the, their championship run in '99 was plus 35 versus Duncan's negative three. So when Robinson's on the court, I, I can tell you Robinson might be the all around. He's got a lot of attributes that I think he's better than. Duncan I, I just in. want to point out that he's fucking slept on in that 99. People think that that was Duncan. And, uh, to me, that was Duncan and Robinson and Robinson just playing more of a defensive I, well, role. I, I'm a hundred percent sure they benefited off each other. Yeah. But I will say that I, and like I said, and I, this even goes for Ewing. Yeah. I feel like there's a level of these top five guys where they were so unguardable that I don't have Ewing in there that I'm saying like, 
it puts them on a different plane. It, it, I was just like, dude, there's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you can do. They're going to get the two points right here. Yeah. And I never felt that about, I mean, Ewing was I, close to you're that. You're right. I felt that more about Duncan than I did for Robinson. Too. Yeah. There was I mean, a time when he was a more unstoppable offensive guaranteed bucket. Yeah. He didn't shoot it as much because the offense kind of worked out of that. Yeah. So, you well, know, and, you have a point. And, and you know what's crazy is I, th- I feel like Pop kind of uh, went the Rockets route. When I was watching the Rockets-Blazers game yeah, from 94, they went, and it was Rudy's first year in the playoffs, I think, with them. Or if not, the, the, uh, he had a half season the year before. Yeah. Right? So, so maybe a second year in the playoffs with them. But um, he had basically scouted a team that they were the last in the league in offensive rebounding. Right? Yeah. But, that's the, but he was okay with that stat. Because he wanted everyone on all the other four players on the perimeter. Yeah. 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 And, and because they were number one in defensive rebounding, but last, last in the NBA. Offense. But this th- is what the Spurs that, or the Rockets? The Rockets. Yeah. But what I think the Spurs did is they kind of used Copy that. that yeah. yeah. Well, they spread the, yeah. When you got one. Well, guy, with the Rockets players, Ellie and, and Ori, but I'm saying. Yeah. Jaron Jackson, they made a career out of that guy. I mean, Giselle, he, yeah. All these dudes. Like, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of where the clutch city came from. That's funny to look back at with uh, the um, choke city thing. Uh, I didn't realize. Did you realize that that was their nickname before uh, clutch before, city? Oh, that's yeah, right. Cause that's they're right. fucking so Oilers. Why, yeah. yeah. And I guess like uh, back in the seventies against the Steelers, the Oilers choked a bunch of times. They choked in 93, the worst uh, playoff a fucking hiccup ever against the bills. And then they're, they, I think they lost to the Blazers consecutive games after having a 20 point lead. Wow. And then the, the newspaper printed him choke city. And then the fucking guards started splashing left and right. And so clutch city was born. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how ACE bread is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second or updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in all the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting, betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Once again, that's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Um, okay, so where does that put me? Uh, uh, Duncan, you, so you're on your... Th- where does that put I you? said Brian at four. Okay. And I said... Uh, what? You said Timmy D at four? He's my four, but I thought Duncan and Brian are kind of interchangeable, interchangeable. there. Okay. You had Brian at five. I did. Okay. Yeah. You had Kobe at four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's on your number three. So my number three is Shaquille O'Neal. Just garbage. Dude, let me tell you Shaquille O'Neal's stats here for a second. Okay. And I know the stats are fantastic. He just, all right. There's nothing more to say about Shaq. You're either impressed by what he did or you're not. Only player in the top 10 that that would not be in the, in the game. Final minute. (laughs) Dude, over a best one, two coaches. Just look at that resume right there. Do, over an eleven-year period, he was good for twenty-eight and twelve. Eleven straight years. That, that is a force of nature and a complete liability in so many areas, <laughs> right? But check us out. Resume here. We've talked about this. I just want to uh, just send it home again. Yeah. Not on the court. The final minute of the game in a lot of games. Um, the your fourth best player. Led the league in field goal percentage 10 different times. Of course. Yeah. I, I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably top three every other year. I, I sure fucking hope so. <laughs> um, uh, your number four player of all time is his shooting guard for his three Pete. Sure. And then 
my number 10 player of all time, Dwayne Wade, who I would imagine he played with great players. There's no denying it. And I think you're right. If you and, put Shaq and you with said Kobe, one and or, two coaches, you're, you're number one and yeah. two coaches all time. It's fair. They're making fair points. And there's part of me that wants to put him below Robinson and Olajuwon for those reasons. I'm not going to, because I just remember kick, him kicking everyone's ass, but uh, I see where you're coming from. And I don't I, even think they're I, close. I respect your. Because if you're a basketball player, you have to be. To me, you, if you're if you're a the star of the team, you got to be on the court in the final fucking minute of the game. Yeah. I think he was most of the time. I think his free throws were an exceptional liability, an exceptional well, liability. And the and and it didn't burn him that much because of Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And Penny Hardaway. Yeah. I watched that 94 uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and Shaq actually, in this game, he fouls out. And how much How much did the league and just the powers that be and, like, Kobe Bryant being a bitch, like, benefit Shaq all those years? He fucking somehow with the, the, the first team to miss the playoff gets the first pick in the fucking draft. And they end up with Penny Hardaway because of it. Yeah, that's bullshit. And then Kobe Bryant refuses yeah. to play for Charlotte and he goes to the Lakers and Shaq gets him because of it. Yeah. It's like, it, it is bullshit. They it's should have never been weird. on the same teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, my number three is Akeem Olajuwon. I think, uh, I mean, I've made this, I, I watched a bunch of film recently. I watched the Portland series. Um, I even showed you a clip that I still can't believe you weren't that impressed with because I don't think I've ever seen a center, a center come off two picks and shoot a jumper. Like no, not, not one dribble. See, this is the level of like in love with the Lodge one that Kobe, it's just, Kobe uh, is. Uh, it's not even my favorite player. I'm saying like, it's something that you just watch but and it's the Barry Sanders in love aspect. With him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, dude, and I watch Barry Sanders highlights or the LA well, highlights. Sure. His, his highlights are like Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders like highlights. Well, that's right. what I'm saying. You watch, you're just like, Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, um, I know he, uh, like, I, uh, uh, with Elijah, I know he could destroy you in the post all day. I know yeah. he's the best defensive center of all time, right? Yeah. And then when you add in, like, I'm watching the, the, the Portland series and he comes off of a double screen, like, probably about two feet above the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, grabs the ball, does not dribble it once. Basically, a move that Steph Curry or, or Reggie Miller would do. And he buries it. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah. What he the fuck like is that? You know the, what I mean? I'm the like crossover of a guard, but just, to, but when you, when you, when you, when you're already getting destroyed in the post, which a poor buck Williams was this game. Yeah. And Chris Dudley was, even though Dudley, Dudley played some solid defense on him. Uh, Elijah one struggled more with Dudley than he did buck Williams. That's and, interesting. <laughs> and, uh, but just to, you're, you're just in there getting, getting beat up in the post with his nasty post moves. And then like you, this guy's capable of doing this. Well, it's I was going to take the possession off because He's coming around two screens. We're like, what the fuck are they doing with this guy? And then he busts the fucking jumper in your face. Yeah. Yeah. From inside of like uh, 15 feet, he's as wet as they come. Dude. I, I just never seen a play dialed up for a center like that before. Yeah. And I, I'm curious to, if I watch more of, if I'm going to see them go he to is, that more. He's probably the most uh, for a seven footer has the most uh, guard like game of any player ever. I don't. I would probably agree with that, but I mean, who else would even be in that conversation? I mean, Dirk. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He's not seven foot though. Six eleven. They're okay. about to be. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Even Dirk didn't have the fucking handle. Um. But. And then we're gonna get to this here. So I'll here put, it is, number two and number one. Hold on, let me read one ad here. All right. College Experience is brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with full with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. 
They specialize in extraordinary CBD rich hemp flower, AKA bud and, uh, and pre-roll CBD joints now shipping legally to 50 States, all 50 States, believe it or not, Puerto Rico is not the 51st state yet. Petty C mm. join the group of adults who are uh, sick of uh, vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. Um, CBD content is up to 20%, which is, is some of the highest in the game. It looks like high quality marijuana feels like high quality marijuana and tastes like high quality marijuana. Petty C uh, smoking. Your CBD is the most efficient and quickest way to deliver CBD into your system. Does not get you, uh, get you high independent lab testing compliance and uh, purity results grown in California and Oregon. Each plant is hand selected by a team of ex- experienced cannabis flower experts now shipping legally, like I said, to all 50 states and promo code SGP to get you 15% off. That's Cushy, K-U-S-H-Y, dreams.com, promo code SGP. Smoke your CBD because you can and do it. Damn it. All right, do it. Cushy dreams. All right, now we're down to the number, the, the one and two, buddy. Well, this is what the whole argument comes down to. The whole internet has been a Twitter. Isn't it? I know it's almost annoying to answer this to me. Uh well I like think I we hate ha- myself for having to do having this. to like give one of these dudes credit yeah <laughs> or both of them credit both yeah really yeah, I mean this is this is a, a, a an incredibly hard incredibly hard uh, decision to make there's a very strong argument for either of them yeah I I'm think- probably gonna go with an answer that you're not gonna go with here but it's not like I'm gonna be mad yeah I mean I I I, I mean I don't th- my biggest argument for this would be I don't believe. And I know that uh, our our guy Alex has sent us a bunch of things. Yeah. I don't believe the NBA is as good as it is now, or, or as good as it was. As good now yeah. as it was back then. Yeah. <sighs> if you had t- said that in the, uh, and I think a lot of that is super team based. Early two thousands, I would have told you I agree with you, but uh, or like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I said I would tell you I agree with you. Right now, I think it's gotten pretty good again. I think Kawhi, I think Durant, I think fucking, but I think it's still Steph, four. Th- I, it's not very deep. It's not very deep. Well, just cause all the super teams. That's what I'm saying though. Is yeah. that, that hurts it in my opinion. Yeah. Because there's they, a bunch, there's way more just useless. It, there used to be one star team. And yeah. like, if there was two, then you're winning the championship six times. Right. Yeah. Or you're losing to that team in the championship. But, twice. But we can agree that both these players would have been nasty in any era. Um, Who's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any era. Who says it, LeBron would have a hard time playing in the 90s is a fucking moron. Yeah. He'd still be dominant. Now, I will say this. Yeah. I do think his percentage, his field goal percentage would be down a little bit because of the big men and the... the yeah, the, clogging the lane a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Yeah, there, that's true. Although, he would be dusting but he, big he, men. And he would also polish up his mid-range game. Yeah. Just like I argue that Jordan... Because people were like, Jordan didn't shoot the three well. Jordan... Would have, have to shoot the three. And trust me, if it was important in his game, if yeah. the game, if the league had trended that way, right, he would have been very, very, very good at three right. point. What shooting. was Kobe Bryant's three point percentage? Uh, because if here's what I'm going to say this, and this may be unfair to Kobe, but basically, if Kobe was able to do it, then Jordan was able to do it. You know, cause yeah, pretty much from an athletic yeah. standpoint, they're yeah. they're more or less equals. Um, with Jordan probably being a little better, Jordan. I don't know. They both could dunk the shit out of the ball. I um, think I think Jordan a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's close. They're, they're, they're basically Ken and Ryu to me. But with uh, Jordan being a little tougher. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have Jordan one. You have a lot. You have LeBron, I take it? I have LeBron one. 
I have LeBron one because I do see uh, Jordan as a bit of a scoring specialist. I know that he was capable of doing everything. He had eight rebounds a game a couple years, you know, and six assists. The dude is not specifically just a score. He had, if you're going to be the best player of all time, you know, which he's could be in my mind. I could be convinced that he is, yeah. you know, yeah. um, uh, can, can I say this though? Like yeah. people will always be like, dude, he's been to so much. LeBron's been to so many more finals, even though he didn't win it. See, that's where I think the game is worse. And I don't believe those Cavs teams were very good. Now that's something to say that a lot, that LeBron got to the finals with them. Yeah. I don't believe they the were the second best team garbage. in the NBA year in and year out. I don't, well, believe. it's just weird that the West got so damn good, like compared to the East for but, so long. But you see my point is he kind of gets a, people see him in the finals. So you get this illusion of like, well, he takes his team to the finals every year Yeah. where I feel like, dude, if this guy was in the West, I mean, he's already been in the West one year and his team didn't even make the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Although now granted yeah. he got uh, Anthony uh, Davis a top five and, player yeah, in the league. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's tough to say. Although Jordan, Jordan failed a million fucking times yeah. before he got picked and them, after. Yeah, yeah. both and, and Phil Jackson, the greatest coach ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, uh, how do you decipher which one is, but I, to me, it just really comes down to the era. I yeah. believe the nineties were better basketball teams. And I also believe just like what they say, the plumbers, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yeah. But the guess what? Those plumbers were going to, we're going to put you on your ass. And the, yeah. to me, the game is going to hurt more. Dude. I think the people that think, uh, the game has changed astronomically to be, it's not even the same. It's like, it makes me almost respect like the seventies more, you know? Cause that's what we were like back then. It's like, no, I, when you've watched it, when you've watched the nineties and you've watched the two thousands, like, I don't think the level of play is, is that different. It's, it's different in terms of, uh, shooting, you know, I think the game defensively now requires more three pointers now. And so like, People but you, but you develop don't, you that. Don't, you don't feel like the. I think because the even like they've gone so offense with the no charge and the defensive three seconds. I know I watched a video saying, well, illegal defense was kind of like that. Illegal defense, though, I don't I don't fully buy that because because your bigs would sit in the the lane. And at first off, I think illegal defense wasn't even there all the nineties. Yeah, I think it happened mid nineties. Yeah, if memory serves me correct. Okay, I'd have to look back into that, but. Uh, I, I think that's a huge result of, of the scoring increase. Mm-hmm. Another thing is the hand check. Now I know that I watched a video that said the hand check rules changed at 78 and they probably did, but they also changed twice in the nineties and not for the better. Yeah. Make so, it easier on the offense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, but I, but I, but like I said, like those having a guy like Bill Ambeer, who you don't think, I think Bill Ambeer would be skilled in today's NBA. Yeah. Yeah. If you, all right. If you take uh, JJ Redick, right? Yeah. And you give him a Lego man haircut and you give him short shorts and you give him a pair of fucking Converse, right? Yeah. And some tube socks and take off all his tattoos, then who do you have? You have fucking Jeff Hornacek. Like, yeah. Yeah. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And Hornacek was a fucking beast. Yeah. Hornacek's better. Yeah, he is better. <laughs> um, I know we want to dive more into it, but I got to go announce this Madden Mayhem stuff, dude. We sound like old men right now, by the way. We're going to do, we're going to dive more into it next episode. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's fucking do more, it. More Jordan. Uh, yeah. James talk. 
We're my, not we're not giving you my, guys your due yet. We'll my get dog to it. is biting me. <laughs> um, but I got to go announce Madden Mayhem. This is the college experience. He is Patty C. I am Colby D. You can find uh, Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can find the college experience and the sports gambling podcast network on Twitter at the SGP network. If you could uh, rate, review, follow, share all that stuff, we would appreciate it greatly, especially in these quarantine times. I know you got the time to go give us a five-star review on iTunes. Come on, do it. Do it. Patty C, any last words? You better start thinking about yours. And we out. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info.